Thanks for downloading this podcast from Brum Radio. For more programs, search our podcast page at brumradio.com. In the heart of Birmingham, one team to bring you your week in geek. It's the Geeky Brummy Show every Saturday, 12 till 1 on Brum Radio. Yeah, usual me. Ah, never mind. I'm a scat man. Good afternoon, and you're listening to Geeky Brummy on Brum Radio, and we're here with our best off package of our favourite parts of the year. You're listening to the best of Geeky Brummy on Brum Radio. Hello, and welcome to Geeky Brummy here on Brum Radio with your host, me, Ryan Parrish. Hi. Hello. Hi there. Thanks very much. Nice to be here, Ryan. Hello. Hi. Hello. 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 Hi, Ryan. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. This is the Geeky Brummy Show on Brum Radio. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello there. Hello. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Hello. 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 Good to see you again. Hi, everyone. Hi. Hey, how we going? You all good? Hi. Hi. Hey there. Hi. Hello. Hello. How do you do, everybody? Hi. Hey, everybody. How you doing, guys? Good morning. Hi. Hello. 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 Uh, hello. 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 Good afternoon. Uh, hello. Hi, Ryan. Good afternoon, everybody. You're listening to the Geeky Brummy Show on Brum Radio. Hello, everyone. Hi. <laughs> hello. Hi there. Hi. Hello. It's time to play Top Drums. Right, so, so if nobody's ever heard of Top Trumps before, basically you get a series of cards with uh, characters from a range of places, uh, and each of the Top Trumps have values for certain things on there, and each of the values uh, compared to other Top Trumps. This week we're actually doing Transformers Top Trumps, as it's the 30th anniversary of Top Transformers this year. Did you know that guy? I didn't, no. No, so it's been, going, yeah, it's been going 30 <laughs> years now. It's one of my favourite of all time little kids' TV shows. One of my mates' favourite ones. Dave, you a fan of Transformers? Yeah, I grew up, grew up a lot watching it in uh, in Holland when yeah. I was very little. But yeah, lots of yeah. good memories. Am I the only one who can't tell the difference between any of the robots? Ooh. I'm going to have to hand in <laughs> my geek card. I'm yes. sorry. I can't. Return the geek no card idea, and yeah. leave it. <laughs> hand in your geek card on the way out. <laughs> But no, so they're brilliant. So we've all got some cards. We've all got different values on our cards. I'm going to start off first, and we're going to pick a category. So my first category I'm going for is power. So Guy, can you tell me who, which character you have and what what's their power rating? I have an individual called Grapple, and his power is 49. Ooh, quite high up there. David? I've got Shockwave. His is 48. Oh, pretty close. I've got Ironhide. Who's a lowly 32. Only 32 for Ironhide? That's wow. shocking. <laughs> George? I've got the only Transformer I've actually heard of. I've got Optimus Prime, who has a power rating of 50. Ooh. Oh. I also have Jeez. a power rating of 50, but I have Devastator. Ooh. Ooh, Ooh so nice. that's a tie, that one. That is. Guy, your turn next. Right, so uh, <laughs> I've got someone called Grimlock. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm Grimlock gonna go. Best I like you. Uh, he says someone called Grimlock. <laughs> How do you not know who Grimlock Autobot. is? <laughs> Grimlock's the best. I'm gonna take the power category again on this. I'm gonna go. For, it's 49 again for me. So power. What have you got, people? Okay, I'm gonna go with Braun, who's only 32. A little disappointing. Mm. I was thinking this would probably be my best card. It's Megatron. Whose power is 48. Ooh. Losing out to <laughs> I've got Ratchet, who's only 28. Only 28? Mm. Right, I have Frenzy, so one of um, Soundwave's little tape deck bots. And I've got a lowly power of 15. So. I won. Alright, <laughs> David, your turn to pick. Right. I'm going to go for. I think Disguise. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with Soundwave, who Ooh. is disguise of 18. Impressive. Oh, interesting man, because I've got Laserbeak, Ooh. who is also an 18. <laughs> Pretty tight. <laughs> I've got Ransack, who's a 20. Wow. <laughs> I think you're winning there. Ransack. Ransack. Yeah. Ransack. Yeah. Looks yes. like a big wasp. Yeah. Sounds like yes, a really sort of him now. dodgy <laughs> character name. I don't There's know. One of, the None of this means anything to me. Yeah. yeah. One of the short-lived ones. Yeah. I have Wind Charger. He's one of the most disappointing of all, all Transformers. Yep. And his disguise rating is 15. So I think George wins that one. Did George win that one? Didn't even ask me. Sorry. Didn't even ask me. I apologise. That's okay, because I'm not going to win this one. (laughs) I got Hound, and his disguise is 16. Oh, Oh, that's disappointing there. All right, who's next? Uh, It's going to be me. I've got... uh, My round, I've got a terrible card. I've got an awesome Transformer, Jazz. Yes. Uh, And I've always categorised, I'm going to have to go with his top Trump rating, which is 13. (laughs) Ooh. I'm going to match you with a 13 for Ravage. Right, I'm going to go with Thundercracker, who is one of... <laughs> is that a compared- real Transformer? Thundercracker is one of Starscream's little minions. Yes. <laughs> yes, but his top trip training is a lowly five. <laughs> See, I thought I had a good name on my card here, but um, I think you've beat me a Thundercracker. I've got Huffer, who- <laughs> whose rating is free. And I'm- looks like I'm going to take this one. I'm going with the best one of all, Bumblebee, top trump's 14. Whoa, Ooh, David wins that okay. one. Very impressed, Dave. All right, and George to finish us off. Uh, I've got a Blitzwing, and I'm going to go for... I, I'm going to go for Speed. Is a speed of eight. Ooh, impressive. I have Starscream, so to go along with Thundercracker, who is now Guy's ultimately favourite name Transformer. And he has a speed rating of nine. I've got a Cliff Jumper, <laughs> who I wouldn't even only imagine likes to jump off cliffs. His speed is six. But you'd think if he was jumping off a cliff, he might be a bit faster. You'd think so, yes. That, that's, that's not jumping, that's just falling. <laughs> yes. Falling with style. Yes. Um, I'm going to go with Skywarp to match uh, Starscream and Thundercracker. Yep. Uh, he's only got a three, which is... He's a jet. Yeah. How's <laughs> a jet only got a three? He's got a broken engine. <laughs> Yeah. So I don't, I don't think I'm going to do very well. I've got, I've got a transformer here whose, whose power is transforming into a yellow and green rhinoceros. Speed. <laughs> uh, and his speed is only two. That is so, quite a lazy aww. speed there. So yeah. I think I won with a speed of nine there. Well Good for me. All right, guys, we've been tightening up the scores. Who's our winner for the week? Oh, sorry, no. I, I sorry, guys. Bonus round. A bonus <laughs> round. <laughs> just to finish us off. Is it, is it my turn again? Yeah, again? it's your turn again then. All right, I'm going to go. I've got Cosmos. That's an yes. impressive name. Um, Cosmos is a, is a spaceship and usually remains in orbit. Uh, he's power, 50. Wow. Ooh. Very nice. Um, I'm going with Sea Spray, who transforms into a hovercraft. <laughs> Useful. Um, his power's only a 20, so... Yeah. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm not sure whether all of these characters are actual real Transformers. I've, I've got Astro Train. Uh, Astro Train, yes. He was, he was awesome. He had one of the best roles in the Transformers he movie. Was a, he, was a, he turns into a steam train and space shuttle. Yeah, so yeah. what more combination could you want? Steampunk Transformers. Yes. What category were we doing? I've got power. It was power. Power, power. 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 Uh, 45. Oh. His train. Uh, I've got Blue Streak, who apparently doesn't turn into anything. It just says that his chat is as flashy as his look, which is good to know. Um, but his power is only 25. All right. And to finish off, I have Topspin, who's not a tennis-playing Transformer, <laughs> unfortunately. He's part of the Wrecking Crew, apparently. And his power is a 48, which is quite impressive, but still not enough to beat Guy, I think. 
it's a three-way tie, so Ooh. we're going to have to have another round in. Yeah, so we'll have another round next week of Top Trump, so keep listening. We'll have different Top Trumps each week. Should we, so. should we all do a winner's speech? Because we all technically won, I yeah, think. Yeah, we can all do a winner's speech. <laughs> I think that's what's needed, so... Yeah. Uh, so I think we're all very impressed with there. Good going, guys. Yeah, no, for yeah. someone who knows nothing of Transformers, I feel really proud that that happened there. I mean, to be honest, I don't think I could have done it without the uh, the help of Grapple. <laughs> I'd like to thank him. I'd like to thank uh, Gridlock. Thank the Academy. Uh, Hound. Um, Cliff Jumper pulled out great for me. <laughs> Cosmos pulled it at the last minute. But yeah. I mean, I'm my personal favourite, and I've got to say, he helped me through the game a lot. Huffer. <laughs> uh, I must also thank Thundercracker for being the best named Autobot uh, Decepticon of all time, according to Guy. Yep. Keith, have we got any words to say for our winner's speech? I did a win. I thought I did particularly <laughs> badly through there. Uh, well, I, you know, as, uh, as, as a, a long-time Transformers fan, I think I was given a very poor hand, and I'd like to say <laughs> no thanks at all to my Transformers. Hi, this is David Whitney, and you're listening to the best bits of Geeky Brummy from 2016. So, last movie trailer, Boss Baby. What? I mean, That's my I only word for it. Even what? know what to say about this. Right. So this is the latest out of the DreamWorks stable. It's Alec Baldwin playing a baby who's also a boss, and like the baby gets bought home. This and, like, feels the like it's a film that exists like within the Thirty Rock fictional universe. Yes. Yeah. That Jenna Maroney would play the mom in. Yes. I don't. I don't understand why or yeah. what. Why? Just, I, mean, I watched the trailer and I still it. have no clue what the film I, is about. I, I mean, no. I think it's just further evidence that DreamWorks needs to go down the Pixar route and cut their yearly output in half. Yeah. Yes. Because these it's stories just, it's like... It's got exactly rock. the same as every other DreamWorks poster with somebody with a half kind of swarmy smile on the face. And, it's and like, a weird button nose that yeah. Yeah. Sort of, you know, inbred into them. And yeah. it, it, it's just, there's no like, there's no real soul to it or anything. I don't really know what the no. point of it's going to no. be. Keith? I've bought my tickets already and I've pre-ordered my <laughs> Funko Pop vinyl version Yay. of the baby. But hopefully with the bobbly head. No, it just looked terrible. It was yeah. flat, it was insipid, it was that kind of thing. It has no audience, I think. Well, no. are you selling it? He talks about espressos and sushi and it's like, well, who are you aiming this at? Kids or their parents or those people that just go to a film because it's animated because they think it's going to keep their kids quiet for two hours. It, didn't sell itself very well. No. Didn't. Apart from Alec Baldwin, but then Alec Baldwin was much better in that advertisement for phones a few months back. <laughs> yeah. Guy, I know you have strong opinions on oh this. God. Here you we go. Me watch this, to be honest with you, right? Guy's wearing a Boss Baby t shirt. That's how much <laughs> you like it. <laughs> this is revenge for you making me watch Stage School. At I, least it was short. <laughs> I made it. And Sinister Squad. 18 seconds of this trailer. This company, stop what you are doing. You are nonsensical, stupid children's entertainment. You are the dregs of the Christmas TV schedule. You are 28th of December, 10 past three, BBC One. Stop making films, DreamWorks. I am angry at your company, stop it. But, but we still like, like Ice How Age. do you really feel? <laughs> you still like Ice Age though, don't you? Oh, Ice Age. <laughs> this is Greg Grunberg from both Star Movies, Trek and War, and you are listening to Brum Radio. Being the star of so many special sci-fi franchises you've been in Star Wars Star Trek Heroes Heroes Reborn do you think sci-fi is becoming a bigger thing again after it had a bit of a lull yeah I can't get out of it I want to do comedy man I was on Alias and I would everybody else would run into the room with a gun I'd run into the room with a calzone like I was trying to to add levity but Yes, and I'm so lucky and I'm honored. Like, I've never been to a Star Trek convention before, and they asked me to come and not only come, but host a bunch of these panels. And so for me, it's it's thank you. It's just such an honor. And I think that the audience, and I've said this for years, the audience is smarter in the sci-fi world. 
So it makes for more challenging writing. So, so cream rises to the top. You know, yeah. I'm working on a show right now that I, I can't even talk about, but it's it's so good. And Heroes was kind of brought, you know, sci-fi back in a different way, character-driven, you know, to TV. And then now all these other shows are, you know, wiping that, the slate with, with Heroes. They're so good. So, um, yeah, I think it's here to stay. And it's only getting bigger and bigger. Comic-Con's an example of that. How do you find the reactions that people give to you on social media when uh, work that you've done has gone on TV or into the cinemas uh, at the movies? Um, it's much more instant today. How, how does that difference feel? It's it's fantastic. You know, when when I started off as an actor, it, you didn't want to read fan mail. You didn't want to hear about fan fiction because it was too close to that. You know, someone would send something in and the creators of the show would say, don't look at it because we might have an idea and they're going to think we're stealing their idea. Now, it's so immediate. Even though these things are, we'll shoot something that won't come out for another three months. But to get the immediate reaction that we get, you know, on Geeking Out, it's just so great. People on the street are going, you know, you should interview, you should have Jim Lee, and you should have this guy and that guy. And we go out and get them. It's great. It's it's like having a collaborator in uh, the fandom, and it's wonderful. I always remember when I was a kid, people used to have to write to the TV stations and how long that would take to do or phone up and ask for things. I still, so I still get a lot of fan mail and it's it's written and people send me things. I'll tell you, if it doesn't come with a self-addressed stamped envelope, I keep those photos. <laughs> Thanks for sending me photos of me. It's it's the terrestrial sort of fan mail is wonderful. And it's, but, but the great thing about Twitter, I respond. I'll do a thing where I just say, okay, we're, we're all, you know, any questions you have. And it's from, from epilepsy to, you know, a show that I'm on to my book, my graphic novel. That's It's great. And it's a way for you to sort of have your, you know, really control your own brand. Um, and also, see what's hot i mean i uh, visited the, the set of the flash and i tweeted about it and it was insane like I, I knew that show was popular but not like this i was like grant you're elvis presley dude this is crazy and he's like yeah it's nice you know so it's 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 interesting as an actor you can kind of go oh that's where a lot of fans are maybe i should be on that show maybe i should do that you know so it's nice are you, are you planning to do things while you're in birmingham you've got a busy schedule this uh, three days while you're here yeah i'm three days here and then i'm going into london to see f uh, friends and family and then i'm going to uh, berlin comic-con i'm going to Post uh, a few things there, <clears throat> and then I go back, and then I'm work, you know, working. This this fit into my schedule nicely. I usually I'll commit to something like this, and then inevitably once you book a flight, you know, work comes up and you can't can't do it. So this was nice. This is really nice, and also this is incredible. This is so historic, and I know they've had several different uh, around the world. You know, these guys have been on a whirlwind tour, but for me to be welcomed into this family, I, I play Finnegan in Beyond, and it's. It was an honor to be in the movie, and I, you know, I have a small role, but it was nice. It was a nice role. Like Snap Wexley was in Star Wars, but these guys, I mean, they, they established characters that have lived on and will live on forever. I'm honored. I truly am honored. Like, not in the same, you know, I was I was in awe, and I was just I, I flustered on Star, Star Wars. In the presence of these guys, I'm the same way. It's crazy. Have you dropped hints about being in the next the next Star Trek film, seeing that Chris Hemsworth wants to come back and be in that one? Yeah, there's no hints. I, I All I do is badger and plead and beg. That's That's been my relationship with, you know, JJ's my best friend in the world. We've known each other, we've known each other since we were five. So uh, yeah, it's it's a constant thing where I'm like, but I want to work with, and Justin Lin was amazing and, and I wanted to work with him and we had a really good time. I, I, again, I had such a small role, but it was it was great. Zach and I obviously did Heroes together. So I have a history with some of these people and, um, but JJ, yeah, I'm constantly pestering him for work and, and more, more than work, it's now it's just, let's hang out together. Let's work on this together. 50 years of Star Trek now, it's been reinvented for a new audience, but you also got Star Trek Discovery coming up soon. Would you like to be involved in Star Trek Discovery if they asked? Absolutely. Brian Fuller is, uh, he ran Heroes. And so you, you got to know that I reached out with a congratulations going, hey, dude, congratulations. By the way, I would love to be, I'm in the family now. So uh, I've already put the uh, feelers out. It's got to be the right role. I just am such a, um, I'm not Trekkie. 
but I'm a fan. I'm a bit, you know, I really respect and love what this franchise has, has been for 50 years now. So yeah, I'd be honored. It'd be amazing. But you have to promise me that, that if I go back on Star Wars, that you'll be my stunt double. Oh, definitely. Okay, perfect. Definitely. You're very Snap Wexley. So. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Richard. Oh, yeah. Thank you, man. Appreciate thank you very much. Yeah, time. pleasure meeting you guys. Yeah. I'm very, 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 and if you haven't realized, I'm very excited today. I'm trying to be ridiculously calm, but we just spoke to Matt Parkman from Heroes off of the telly. I don't, and, and he asked Ryan to be a stunt double. You're listening to the best of Geeky Brummy on Brum Radio. Now, Mr. Philip Ellis is headsetted up with his glowing wands in his hands and he's ready to play a bit of scary VR. You ready, Phil? How are you feeling, Phil? Uh, I am feeling quite apprehensive, actually, because while uh, while you all have all got the treat of the specials, uh, I, I've been listening to this creepy, creepy clown music. <laughs> Go so, for it. Are you going to go easy, normal? Yeah, oh, easy. Easy. Right, oh, oh my so. god, it's really dark. Ah! Yeah! <laughs> Who are you? Who are you? There's a, there's, a, there's a creepy carny talking to me. So Phil's, wow, as you can hear, Phil is now in the game. Is, oh, okay, okay. I'm in a circus tent. Yeah. You're oh, in a oh, oh, on a train. I'm on, I'm on, a, I'm on a ghost train. Uh, this is going to end very poorly. I, I already kind of want to get off. Um, oh, I'm going into a gigantic dead woman's mouth now. Um, <laughs> God, that's really... You enjoying yourself so far, Phil? Uh, no, no. I, I think I don't think I want to be on this radio show anymore. Uh, okay. Oh, oh God, no. Okay, now I'm in the dark tunnel. I'm, and oh God, oh God. Ah! Was that a floating baby head? That's that's the that moon screen. Oh, okay. That's, 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 that's Oh, and now it's snowing. It's snowing. Okay. It's snowing. It's snowing. Oh my God, I'm so scared. Bats, 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 bats. Right, to reload, you need to flick your guns off. <laughs> and there's a oh there's a raven with black eyes and a snowman with a yep. target on its chest down and uh yep. uh so there's oh some God. targets for filter shoot as he goes along um, on his ghost ghost okay, car. why is the what's going on here what's going oh, on it's here it's gone a little bit quiet um, in the game there's, there's lots of creepy animals and oh 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 it's a stag uh, like an evil stag i think Oh. Oh, god. oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Zombie girl! Zombie girl! Ah! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh. You might want to. You might want to reload, Phil. <laughs> oh god! This is horrible. <laughs> so, so the bat, the bats are flying down now. Oh. Yes. Oh, shoot the, shoot the barrier! Shoot the barrier! It's, it's, it's brilliant to see how far you've moved back. Yes. Oh, oh, zombie girl is in the barn. I don't want to go into the barn. I don't, can I, I'm like, oh, no, no, I don't want to go. I want to, can I get don't, off Don't forget, now? you can see oh, this on our now. Periscope channel as well, Stop. Geeky yes. Boy. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, okay. Please, someone get my headset off me now. You sure? Oh, you oh, do? No, no, no. Yep. Reload your guns. Yep. Guys, right, wrap it up. <laughs> I think <laughs> Phil's had enough help. <laughs> yeah. Right, so we'll get Phil off the VR. <laughs> well, one more second. It's, I'm How are you feeling, Phil? I, I hate all of you. <laughs> oh my god, there's something going to jump out of me, isn't there? Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's brilliant. 
Uh, he's, he's almost through the wall now. Yeah, it's almost through the level. I, no, I, I, don't, I don't want to finish the level. I want, I want to get home. <laughs> you got a nice shoot, shoot the thing. Shoot, nice shoot the thing. Coming up now, Phil. So, you know, just relax and enjoy. Shoot the barrier, shoot the barrier. So the, 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 it's a runaway train, isn't it? Yeah. The runaway train oh, is moving. Ah! 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 Now there's blood ah! oh, all oh, over oh, the God. screen. Yeah. Oh, my God! Ah! 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 This is brilliant. Oh my god. 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 Oh What do I ever do to any of you to deserve this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're slowing down. Oh, Watch, no, Duck. Duck. Down, so like, oh, yeah. No! Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, God. Why is the train stopped on the slope? <laughs> oh, my God. So do you genuinely feel like you're on a haunted house? I genuinely feel like I'm going to do something horrible to you since this is over. <laughs> oh, and creepy circus music. Oh, amazing. That's not horrible at all. Uh, okay, I'm on the edge of a mountain. Oh, yep. Oh, oh looking for another drop. Oh, no. Oh, no. There's another drop coming. Uh, ah! Ah! So the minecart just went over the edge and onto another track. Oh. So just oh. slowing down now. Oh. oh my god, no. No, no, no. The train's going into a haunted hotel. No, I don't want to go into the haunted hotel. Oh, oh my god, there's blood outside. everywhere. There is blood all over the snow. Okay, okay, guys, get me off now. Please. Yes. Ah! <laughs> 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 yeah, we'll get Phil out of that now. <laughs> Would you like some water, Phil? <laughs> I can feel the heat coming off, Phil. Oh my god, I'm so sweaty. Well done, Phil. Well done. Uh... Keith, can you grab? <laughs> <laughs> he's, get, he's gone for a lie down there all of a sudden. You okay, Phil? Hello, everybody. So, He's, get, he's, he's getting yes. it together. He's getting. Pro, he's put a professional, funny. professional face on. This yes. is what he's doing. He's back to it. Yeah. Yes, you did not swear. I'm very impressed by yourself. Well, well done. So, how was your first VR Ghost Trade experience? <laughs> I have PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> I am drenched in sweat. Right. That was that was that was horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Why? That was not. My legs are shaking. My hands are shaking. I. Yeah. No. I. I no. That's fine. You're in the studio. You're in a safe place now. Ryan, you've got it to come yet. Yeah, I've still got this to come. So <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be interesting. And that was the easy setting. Yeah, that was that easy. That was the easy. I always, oh, I'll go on normal. I'm, I'm, I'm tough. I'm brave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Hi, this is Verified Phil Ellis, and you're listening to The Phil Ellis Show. Better call Saul. 
what is the point of this show? <laughs> and everybody in the room is going to look at me really angry right now. We already know the end of the story. Get off the TV. Rubbish. <laughs> Sean, over to you. Oh, you're that much of a fan. I hate it. it. I absolutely hate it. Okay, on to you. I'm in shock. How can, how can you diss anything Breaking Bad related? What's the point yeah. of the show? What's the point? Do you not like Cinnabons? Is that the issue? I just, I just, I just, I just know the story. I don't need any more of it. Boring. Nothing no. happened. In, I watched eight episodes of it. Nothing happened. Are you? Is it in line with the Star Wars prequel for you? It's a story that you I already don't mind know. And story already know the ending. Better call Saw and tell him he's cancelled. Get off my TV. Sean. Hello, I'm Guy Halford, and you're listening to the best of Geeky Brummy on Brum Radio. Happy holidays. Seriously, have a good one. Right, so now we're going to have a bit of a challenge between the two of you. Uh, right, we're going to do a bit of a Mr. and Mrs. kind of themed episode. Uh, basically, with <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to question George about Gambit, so David's character, and we're going to, and we're going to um, quiz David about George's character, which is Rogue. Right, so David, you're going to go first, and okay. we are here ready with our quiz buzzer. So, we, so we're going to be either going for yes or for no. Uh, so, are you ready to start? Yep. Right, ready so we're going to have five questions each, and we have a tiebreaker in case we're keeping it up and got to keep an eye on the scores. So, for question number one, there, Dave, um, which county and state is Rogue from? Caldecott County, Mississippi. Correct. All right, question number two. Who did Robe absor- absorb to gain her Kree powers? That's easy. Miss Marvel. Correct. <laughs> All right. In the 1990s cartoon, who did Rogue turn to in her desire to become normal? Oh. Graydon Creed? Unfortunately, it was Dr. Adler. That's the one. Yes. Uh, so, question number four. Who is Rogue's mother? Mystique. Correct. And final question for you. In Uncanny X-Men, Rogue put together a team to defeat who? You've got me there. Um, apocalypse. Unfortunately, it was the Children of the Vault. Oh, right, that also so was tricky. That was a score of guy. It was a total score of three. <laughs> so very well done. <laughs> Respectable. Jo- yes. Yeah. <laughs> so some hard questions. I there. think I'd have got the same actually. To be yeah. fair, <laughs> supposed to be my character. <laughs> right. So George, it's your turn on Gambit now. Oh God. So uh, question number one: What group was Gambit part of before joining the X Men? It's like the Guild of Thieves. Correct. Uh, question number two: What is Gambit's middle name? Oh, oh, oh my God! This is Remy LeBeau, but what is his? Oh, I didn't even know I had a middle name. I've got no idea. <laughs> Unfortunately, David, do you know this one? Etienne. Etienne is correct. Ah. Right. <laughs> question number three: What two languages can Gambit is Gambit fluent in? English and French. Yes. Mm, yeah, I'll, I'll oh, give it to you. It's English okay. and French Cajun. French Cajun. Oh, that's right. close. What was Gambit's original title given to him by the Antiquary when he was inducted into the Thieves Guild as a child? Oh, God. Uh, Past. <laughs> it was Le Diablo Blanc, or the White Devil. Ooh. And question number five. Uh, when he went over to Apocalypse, what one of the four horsemen was Gambit? Gambit was death. Correct. So, Guy, with the scores? 
It's, it's free all, so I'm going to get a tiebreaker oh. question now. Right, so the tiebreaker no question is, Rogue was originally supposed to appear in Mar Miss Marvel issue 25, but this was cancelled and her appearance was delayed for 10 years. Um, what year was this appearance supposed to be released? Was it A, 1977, B, 1979, or C, 1981? Ah. Uh, C, I think. You going with C, Dave? No, George? it must be earlier than that because she was already in the comics by then. Ah, I'm going to go with B. 1979. Yeah. Correct. <sighs> George wins. Congratulations to George. Thank you. That's a brilliant one. <laughs> <laughs> I did not think I was going to get that then. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so those were some seriously hard questions there. How do you feel now? I feel good. Victorious. Yeah. I thought I knew more about Gambit than that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, if she'd lost, I'd only, only heard about it all night. So maybe, <laughs> maybe a good thing that she won. Well, it's her birthday this week. So it wow. is. It's yeah. an early birthday present for yes. her. You're listening to the best of Geeky Brummy on Brum Radio. So if you never remember, Guy does have the album review show once a month here on Brum Radio after our show on the third Saturday of every month. That's right, yeah, it's ironic, and we've got Sean and George on it this month. So definitely listen this month. Yes, the geeky Brimmy crew is taking over weekends via osmosis. And maybe Phil Ellis, if Frank Ocean releases an album. <laughs> maybe. If, if he, you know when, what, when? I, I'm just, I'm, I, 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 he's the one person in the world that, like, if anyone else was stamping on my heart like this, I would, I would just bin them, but it's like, it's Frank Ocean, I know that when we get it, it'll be worth it. What do you think he's building? I've got to ask. I mean, I, mean, we've I think he's building it. the studio to record. Uh, uh, the he's, building a, he's building a bridge for us all to get over the fact that he hasn't dropped an album yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, coming back to the wonderful world of geek and wandering away from the world of Frank Ocean before Philip has an aneurysm in the studio in rage. It is ironic you mentioned yeah. my review show because this is technically a review panel. For yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's what I did there. Yeah, nice segue. So we watched. Sinister Squad. Guy, you're going to have to introduce this film because I'm still filled with rage from watching it last night. Yeah, I, I don't really know how this came into my life. I just kind of came across it and it's one of those typical asylum knockoff, rip-off. Oh, there's a film coming out, so we've got to make a film slightly inspired by it and having a title involved. So I challenged these, these bunch of sods to watch <laughs> it and uh, I've got to be honest... I didn't make it through. I challenged you to watch it, and I didn't even watch half of it. Myself. Yeah, I know you didn't even watch it. That's, <laughs> That's my why it's rubbish for the week. The guy sets us these challenges and doesn't watch them himself. Yeah. So if you're unaware of the asylum, they do a lot of the stuff on the Sci-Fi Network, mainly when films are coming out. So they did Atlantic Rim when Pacific Rim came out. They did Transformers, Transmorphers. Sorry, when the first Transformers film came out, and that was that wasn't even close to Transformers. That was the Terminator plot. Yeah, but it did, it did have less sexism, so it was yeah, good. slightly <laughs> less. Sexism. Well, they were the ones behind the. Um, the Lamprey film, where instead of piranha, yes. uh, it was uh, Blood Lake, and it was Lamprey's attacking yes. Shannon Doherty. Yes. Yeah. But not that she's not desperate for work at all. Nowadays. I mean, I actually <laughs> really, it was. I think it was on the the Sci-Fi Channel one evening, and it was probably the best film of like of the year. Of Shannon Doherty's career. It yeah. was. Uh, it, it, it was I immediately iconic. Right. So were they responsible for Snakes on a Train as well. I think they were. Yeah, Snakes, Snakes on a Train was one of theirs. American Warships. Yes, as well. which was the battleship's ripoff. Not ripoff. Sorry. Parody. It's independent yeah. guy it's as a, well. Um, a mockbuster. <laughs> yeah, it's a mockbuster. <laughs> it's, a, it's the word they like to use. Yes, mockbuster. So 
if you've not seen it, and I'm hoping don't, that don't, you haven't, don't. haven't watched it, it's basically the Sinister Squad, but instead of using DC characters, it uses fairy tale characters. So you somehow have managed to rip off both Suicide Squad and Once Upon a Time at the same time, which, which is a skill. And, and I mean, you're, so you're ripping off two properties which are uniquely awful in their own ways. Yes. And to create something that's you know of it's even lower quality, yes. I just don't know. It's, a, it's it an is, achievement. It's the devastator. It is combined to be more awful than they could be as yeah. separate parts. Th- throwing <laughs> throwing part of a video game Batman Arkham Asylum because everything happens in a warehouse. Yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, they couldn't afford more than one location. Yes. So the synopsis is you got fairy tale characters together. You have Goldilocks. Pied Piper, Alice from Alice in Wonderland, the Mad Hatter, Rumpelstiltskin, and Deadpool. Okay, the the Joker, but we don't want to get sued. So yes. what's the public? Big Bad Wolf, Big Tweedledum Bad Wolf, and Tweedledee. Yes, the Queen of Hearts, the Queen of Hearts, and Death himself. Was the was the was there a character called Blackbeard as well? Yes, Bluebeard. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, with his range of cutlery, which it looked like had been picked up from a pound shop. <laughs> <laughs> Pound shop cosplay, sorted. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just the, the the direction was flat, the acting was flat. The, there was no dialogue happened for minutes on end. And, they were completely li- not interesting the, at all. The more exposition there was, the less I knew what, yes. what on earth was going on. Yeah, and it was it was anti exciting is the way to describe it. It actually made it more and more dull at the way it went through. And then every time they had um, an action sequence I was watching through my hands because it was just so bad. It it, it was 1980s level of superhero action movie. I think Captain America, the 90s TV series, had better action action sequences. I don't even think it was that good. I think (laughs) it was just so flat and lifeless. It was was a torture to actually watch it. Some things are so bad they're good. This got to that stage and kept going and came out the other side into just being bad. Yeah, it went from awful to awfulsome and awful again in a full two revolutions. I was unlucky enough to also get a bit watch a bit of Sharknado 4 this week as well, (laughs) which at least was lifted by the terror Terrible cameos that were happening yeah. every two minutes in that film, but this Shark didn't even have that. knows it's awful and it yes. revels and in it. Yeah. Whereas this, I don't really even know what any of them were trying to achieve. I don't know what the the goal of this was, yes. other than maybe you know here are a bunch of actors who never want to work. It didn't. Again. It didn't have any sense. There was no sense about a story. Yeah. There was no setup. There was no real explanation as to why no. the, the, these were fairyland characters. There was talk yes. about other characters busting in from another yes. universe, and then everybody died, and then something happened. The Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah. Came death and spoilers, but you yeah. don't want to watch it. <laughs> and everybody was back alive. Um, it just what? stopped. Everybody uh, was alive. It stopped. Yeah. And um, death got yeah. to have a snog. Yes. Oh yeah. So the yeah. Rumpelstiltskin ended up running the underworld with the Queen of Hearts as his bride. Yes. That, was that the woman the bad British accent that was quite attractive? Oh no, that was Alice. That's Alice. That's the one's she was doing the, the Madonna that, that English the accent. About it. <laughs> the, the, the spit spot. Yes. Um, so it was all. She was like Mary Poppins on masculine. And Tweedledum and Tweedle. Uh, just using contrawise in every sentence doesn't make you Tweedledum and Tweedledee. Yeah, and there were terrible split-screen sequences. There's one where the, the Tweedledum and Tweedledee bring the Joker in, Rumpelstiltskin, yeah. and there's a terrible cut away while he interacts with one, because it's the same actor playing the same both characters, and he interacts with one, they c- cut away, and then he's interacting with the other to make it look, oh, look, we've got two characters who were the same. It was just nonsense of the highest order. Special mention must be made for the woeful sound editing of there and the fact boing. that boing, yes, the, the sound effects the fact that every, was what tipped move, me over the edge every move of Rumpelstiltskin eyebrows and eyelashes must be accompanied by a yeah. sound effect for some strange reason it was 
That was the point I had to stop. I only lasted 20 minutes, I will confess. <laughs> I know some of these these troopers who watched the whole thing. I got 20 minutes in, and after, yeah. it was the whole bit where she's talking to him when he's got the mask on, and he just kept going, boink, boink, every time he moved his face. Yeah. Just just so, remember that all those people that have been out there this summer watching Star Trek Beyond, Ghostbusters, yeah. Suicide Squad, and saying, you know, even Batman versus Superman, and going, that's the worst film I've ever seen. No, watch it. It's not. Were they particularly sinister? Because I got to the bit where, like, I suppose, what is the Cara Delevingne ripoff character was just yeah. making a lot of wailing and then oh, the, the witch, the, the witch with, yes. the, the, with the, the fangs the pointy the, teeth I, what the, what was that I, I, I yeah. mean that was a, a low point of, of her yeah. career and my life watching it I think yeah. I mean is this bad that my housemate and my girlfriend said turn this off and they put Annabelle on instead because <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole different kind of scary yeah. Yeah. I mean it, it, they've just watched me shaking my head the entire time I was watching this while she was enjoying some half decent telly and, and it, it was, yeah and, the, and they introduced halfway through the Mad Hatter yes. and it was like they'd gone to the actor yeah do Johnny Depp and he'd gone well, I don't know who Johnny Depp is, but I'm just no, going to pretend I'll splash yeah. glitter on my face it, and be a bit quirky and weird. And it's like, but he was terrible. What was it that? It was more due Johnny Depp after half a pound of marijuana and a few magic mushrooms. I it think. was Johnny Depp in Fear and Loathing in the yeah. it, was, it was Johnny Depp in, oh, we're sorry we brought our drugs to Australia. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, you haven't seen the film, but you've got a few thoughts. The Asylum. Uh, well, it's the, watching an Asylum film is that, that moment when you become an adult because yes. you're a kid and you go this will look like fun and you watch it and you suddenly realise I, I can't deal with this anymore I'm not this sort of person I need to go out into the world and do something with my life <laughs> that's when you do it. so everyone should watch one of their videos once yeah. and then never do it again and if you're telling people to, to watch this as part of a radio show you are inflicting cruelty sir it, it's, it's, yeah, it is a test of steel you have a duty of care <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it's a full test of steel to be able to watch the full 90 minutes because I remember this thing happening in the late 70s and early 80s where Italian studios were knocking off Star Wars you had mm -hmm. things like Star Crash you had Inseminoid you had all of these like really bad rip off films but at least they were done with verve and gusto you know and there was something about them but this was just just wallpaper it was bland terrible nothingness after they get out of the film for you guys then no <laughs> i mean fan films fan films almost are sort of the the modern version of that where they do it but they 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 ape the films they love because of a passion and yeah. you can see it doesn't matter if it's cardboard sets they love it yeah. whereas this is cold hard cash and it, there's not even making any money yeah remember last week the future of a fan film thing oh, <laughs> no why, why would you bring that back I've scrubbed it from my mind I've only just stopped having nightmares you've got the sense that they might have put some effort into yes. that I mean even even the segments in Swedish movies you know yeah. even the rip offs that Jack Black and Moss Def did in uh, be, Be Kind Rewind was better than the side I mean, of movies. Roger Corman is probably the most well-known movie guy who did the cheap movie $1 million budget, here's two weeks, go and film something. I mean, the Fantastic Four movie that was never released, which some people may have glimpsed in the studio. But even that was better than this. That's the most annoying thing. It's like, they you can tell they've actually spent quite a lot of money to make it look this bad. You know, you know what it felt like? The end-of-year school show? Yes. Yeah. I mean, just the quality of costumes and the, the performances and everything. It was, it was it was just nobody really had any idea no. what they were doing. And it did look like it had been filmed within the constraints of a, of a school. Yeah. Theatre. School, yeah. school space. media project. Yeah. yeah. One word review. Awful. Terrible. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Ever watch Ever. it. Never. Never watch it. I mean, if you do want to torture yourself, 
it will be on sci-fi within a couple of minutes. Let's go see Suicide Squad. This is Mr. B, the gentleman Rhymer. That geeky brummy is a top L chap. Geeky brummy outtakes. Good afternoon, you three children. Delete, delete, delete now. You can't do that again. We already had that one. We already had that one. Anyway. Are we going Yorkshire for geeky? Go on, Tom. I think we are. Welcome to Drum Radio. We've invaded from North. Because <laughs> I just want to play this first. Crossing uh, hands are always ready. Um, <laughs> Sean, what would you one word with you be the shaft? Not that bit. <laughs> Learn something new today. If you press this button, you can play stuff through the speakers yeah. at the same time. Impressive. Oh, studio but knowledge. Not a Jedi yet. That was my best Darth Vader. Nobody paid any attention. Sorry, right, we've got it recorded, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. Phil, how are you feeling? Um, I'm feeling like not so great after the weird sweet that you said. I mean, I think just saying to somebody, try the here, try this candy that I found. It makes it sound like you found it on the floor. But yeah, but we all were like, oh, okay, like then. Oh, right, we yeah. trust you. George, I think you've got a problem, man. I've been watching you. You've met four lollipops today. What's going on? Are you like like George is addicted. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to get the shakes if we take the bag away from her. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Maybe we should all do this while eating a lollipop. Yeah. George just slides and says, oh, "You got any lollipops?" Yeah. Today. It's actually my third. <laughs> Where is this again? Renegade. I've never heard of the show. We're just right outside. Renegade. He was a car who testified against other cops. He was like, "Now he's no longer a car." Now he's no longer a car because the cops turned their back on the car. Wait to see what what play is live on the show. Is that recording? Sorry, Sam, can you just check that's recording? Uh, hello? No, behind you. Yeah, that's Up next, now something we think you'll really like. <laughs> We're gonna have to finish on the theme. <laughs> we have to. Oh my god, I can't breathe. Yeah, I might just go home now. This has been a brilliant day. I've really enjoyed it. It's going to be one of those things as well. You found Penny during the day and it'll come back to haunt you at night and you'll laugh at it as well. You can watch it for like while you're filming back. You know, you just go, shaft. Say somebody needs to make a film called Moist and they can have it as a double feature. Moist shaft. Guys, just test your mic out, would you? 
Hello, Sean. How hey. are you? I'm very well, thank you, guys. For breakfast, I have. Yes. <laughs> 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 I really hope it is. You have yeah. that on the pre-record, though. Oh, so there you are. That's a nice sound clip for you. We, we have day. to do something with that now. Timing. Yeah, we're going to have to do some. <laughs> Sorry, Morning. Just in time. How's the hangover? I'm fine. I don't know what you're talking about. Have any gins? <laughs> what the f is this all about? <laughs> <laughs> Can't say that on the. He's getting all his. Speak him out. He's, uh. Oh, send James out first. Send James out first. Don't say f. What? What the hell are these? <laughs> oh, man. These are cool. <laughs> God! I've got one that isn't even an hamster. It's like, do you remember on South Park? You had like the cute, cute two animals that murder people. Yeah. I have it's two like, dogs. Oh yeah, there's Zuzu's. Pinky, Rocky, Roxy, Ryder, and Sweetie. I have Bamboo, Barrett, Legend, Stinker, and Pitsweek. Stinker. Just buy a hamster. It's probably cheaper than buying one of these dolls. Probably. Hamster won't last as long as one of these either. True. Are we ready? <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, second rule. <laughs> I wouldn't trust that one, it's sticky. <laughs> <laughs> it's slightly hairier than I would like to. Oh. <laughs> Can we please just be serious and play our <laughs> Zuzu Pat Top Trumps? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, I fucking identify what kind of hair that is. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's from under the desk, isn't it? So it could be feet hair. Who oh. wears sandals? No toenail included. No. <laughs> that's quite, it, actually, when I can see that in the right light, that's quite nasty. Yeah. <laughs> you need another lolly. Reload. I reckon if George gets desperate and the both guys, she'll eat that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'll just like go wash up like a cigarette bar the You're listening to the best of Geeky Brummy on Brum Radio. Now it's time for something a little less fun. We pride ourselves on Geeky Brummy being a funny and entertaining show. As regular listeners may be aware, we run a feature called Why It's Rubbish. This consists of the team playfully talking about what they find rubbish. No one is out to be controversial, and we know that ghostwriters, rude bus drivers, broken coffee machines, and Stephen Mulhern would never get upset by our remarks. We do invite guests to play this feature, and now we must apologise for the views of one of our guests. Last week we did a pre-recorded version of White's Rubbish. We present that to you now. We'd like to stress that the views of this one individual do not represent those views of the rest of the Kiki Brummy team. Again, we're very sorry. Tell me why it's rubbish. Alright, it is time for the wonderful world of why it's rubbish, and today we've got a few special people in to join us. We have Mr. Dan Cooper Gavin. Hello. Hello. And where are you from, Lovely? I'm from the Theatre of the Absurd Show, which, which is, is normally show. on Tuesday nights. And you are the nicest man in radio, I so I want to see what... I've got this one. It's not true. <laughs> it's not, I'm horrible. I want to see why the nicest man in anger <laughs> radio is upset about something. We also have the wonderful Dave from Ace and Armour Cosplay. Hello. Welcome back. And you're going to be telling us also why things are rubbish. Yep. So first off, I'm going to pick 
let's go with Guy. Guy's always a great one for a ranty person. Why is it rubbish? And George, this is going to ring true with you. It's not personal, but why is it rubbish? Women or people who are just continually dressing up as Harley Quinn. It's not cool. It's not big. It's not clever. Get over it. Okay, I'm done with Harley Quinn before that film's even out. Which we Harley play Quinn Harley Bingo at conventions oh, now. See how many kinds we can spot. Margot Ruby one. Yes. Go away. M- many Harley Quinns, many places. Who's next? Keith, you go. Very quickly, uh, DVD packaging, Blu-ray packaging. I remember the days when you see a lovely printed picture on the disc and a little booklet. Yeah. And now they can barely print the name of the film on the inside of the DVD. Yeah. I, I want my DVDs. It yeah. to be collectible. See, even the plastic seems to be disappearing on the inside now. But you open a, you open a brand new disc and it just falls apart. Yeah. It's terrible. We're good packaging for DVDs and Blu-rays. Yeah. Phil, what's something rubbish for you? Um, so my rubbish thing this week is grown adult men yes. acting like the new Ghostbusters is ruining their childhoods. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> David, what, you're up. What's rubbish? Um... The fact that I do IT support at work, have no tools, and yet I still get all the abuse from my co-workers about not being able to fix things. Yeah, always a good one. And Dan, to finish us off. Uh, it's not relevant to your show at oh. all, but I really hate dogs. They're rubbish. They're like really <laughs> oh! scandal. <laughs> they're like loud. They're annoying. They're scary. They're slobbery. They stink. It's like what's what's to like? They contribute nothing. They can't they drive. Best they friend. can't. They can't <laughs> Actually, drive. dogs can drive. There's a lot of blind people out there that might oh, think. Yes. Uh, okay, uh, disregarding that. Apart from I would that, love to non, see a non-guide dog dogs. I'd love yeah. to see yeah. a guide dogs cat for the blind. Yeah. I'll make because I'm the nicest guy on radio. I'll make an exception for that. But yes. uh, apart from that, and we've got an extra special one, Caitlin. Dan, you've just lost that topic. <laughs> Caitlin, why is something rubbish to you? Just coming through the studio of many bodies. Um, I don't know if it's controversial for this show, but um, the Big Bang Theory. Ooh. I hate it. Can I just add? I learned that Caitlin likes Stephen Mulhern. So why is it rubbish? Uh, Caitlin Whitaker. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll get those up for the Twitter poll in a little bit. Vote for your ones that you like, of course, each each week, and we'll be back and give you the results next week. Thanks. Bye. I think you will agree this is an, a new low. For the show. Hi, I'm Ryan Parrish from the Geeky Brummy Show here on Brum Radio. You're listening to some of our best bits. I've had to stop Guy putting the rest of it in. I mean, like, for me, the experience was kind of ruined by an annoying boy sat behind me who was eating popcorn. You know, you go to the cinema and you just got that guy who's just eating popcorn. And yeah, yeah that's me. Yeah, but, like, yeah, but you know, you, like, normally, like, the, what this guy was doing, you put mouthfuls in normally, you just chew loads of popcorn. This guy's waiting one piece at a time. It's kind of like, are you joking? That's not, like, natural. I know. It's the, the natural progression of how you eat popcorn, which is you start with one piece, and then another piece off the top, and within about, I would say, 60 seconds, you're grabbing it here, yeah. by the fistful. Exactly. But and the... Like, half of it's ending up down your shirt for later. <laughs> the fact yeah. that you've actually got popcorn left to eat when the movie's on is kind of like you're failing at being at cinema, because you should be in there, you should have eaten your popcorn during the trailers and the uh, the advertisements, you should be kind of out of food by the time the movie starts. That's, exactly. that's what I used to do. Exactly. No, no food left. I mean, this guy had popcorn remaining up to a good hour and a half into the film. He was still chewing pieces. No, I'd be starting on my drink after that. Perhaps we should introduce our own geeky brummy code of conduct for Birmingham cinemas as well. I mean, this should apply to this guy, because I mean, I'm not going to lie. He kind of tainted my experience. This going into a why is it rubbish and this guy. But like, he had his foot on my chair... Which one is a no-no? I don't understand. Well, the my gap head. in between the chairs. Yeah, I can see. I can Did see. Did you not shoe. give him a? 
Well, no, and then he was eating his popcorn loudly. Then he kept coughing. It's like Graham going to get a cold. How, how many people were in the cinema at this point? Uh, quite, f- quite a few. Was it uh, was it a busy cinema? Is this yeah, what you're trying to busy. say? Quite busy. This is not cricket, is it? This I, is... I, I have a similar kind of list of things that I really take umbrage with. And boiled I'm... sweets. Boiled sweets at the cinema. No. Oh, never. The never. Yes. You know, it's, the worst thing is, it's when somebody who is tall doesn't sit in the back row. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just ruining it forever. I don't want to see so you just point... of your head, you know, popping up under the screen. So you just point at them and go, you know your place in the cinema is at the back, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> You, you better be 50s there. America there, Dave. Go, no, no, go to the back. <laughs> <laughs> so I love the way we wrapped up that Doctor Strange review. It's like, yeah, it's good, three and a half. Well, um, the thing about going to the cinema is I want to keep kicking the yes. back of your chair. Uh, he had a really annoying laugh as well. So every time there was a joke, I didn't laugh at any of the jokes in the film because that guy got to the laugh before me and his laugh was so annoying that he, that he, just, he just ruined it for me. Because like, there'd be a joke. I'd be like ready to go, huh, like that. But he'd be like, <laughs> and it's like, that's, that's like, when you go and see these big Marvel films, actually, one of the worst bits is if you haven't been to see it like in the first week, you go and then everyone else in cinema, you, you're going to be with like the purists who've been to see it at least one or two times. <laughs> so they're like pointing out to the mates, oh, this bit's going to be really good. And I'm like, I don't want to know which <laughs> bits you think are going to be good. I want to experience this story for myself. So I went to see um, Star Wars The Force Awakens, um, I think about maybe, it was only maybe four or five days after it came out in the UK. And uh, in that big, big final scene uh, where Ray arrives at, you know, for anyone who hasn't seen it, I'm not going to spoil it, but Ray arrives at a place <laughs> and uh, the people in the row in front of me were putting on their coats. And I was like, oh, so the film's going to end this <laughs> with it. Thank you, you human garbage. <laughs> right. So, yeah, uh, Doctor, I'll, Strange, I'll, Doctor yeah. Strange is good, <laughs> yes, but don't but sit behind any, in front of an idiot. <laughs> or don't sit behind a very tall person, eating bald sweets and popcorn one piece at a time. Or if you see me in the cinema, avoid going anywhere near me. Say, <laughs> make, make a, like, a seven-seat radius around me. <laughs> You're listening to the best of Geeky Brummy on Brum Radio. What is that? Yeah, so we've got a slightly different variety of pound shop cosplay this the week. The remix. It's a remix. Remix. Yeah, so we're going to pop this on Periscope because Guy found something whilst looking to do pound shop cosplay. So we're live on Periscope now if you want to come and see us. Yeah, so it was my turn finally for pound shop cosplay. So I stumbled into Poundland. Pound shop. Other pound shops are available. <laughs> to, uh, to find items to dress up in. Um, I was struggling. I couldn't find something. So I thought I'd just pick up a couple of bottles of pop. Yeah. When I picked up pop, I came across an item which just blew my mind. I've never seen a piece of merchandise tied into a film which has no relation to the film whatsoever. And you can see this on our Periscope now, which so is I'm about geeky to, brummy. I have it here. <laughs> he, has, he has got it ready to reveal. So the it- basically the film in question that this item relates to yeah. is Captain America Civil War. Yes. So I'm going to get these... I'm gonna I'm gonna whip it out, <laughs> George. I'm not. Right, close your eyes. Oh, I'm gonna put something right. in your hands. <laughs> oh. She's gonna surprise you. This we apologise for the double entendres. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Ah. There you go. <laughs> Am I allowed to look? Yeah, I've got to wait till Ryan's got it. What? 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 I'm slightly alarmed. What the hell? What the what? <laughs> what? What? The item they're looking at is the Captain America Civil War recorder. And not not a recorder where you record your voice, as in a recorder. Like you, you used to have a primary school. school yeah. 
And what is what annoys Why? me more than anything else is all the stickers are off to one side. Why? Why does this exist? I don't. Yeah, I understand now, guy, why you had to buy this. You know, I just, it saw it and it quite literally baffled me. I've never seen anything so ridiculous tied into a film. It's really strange. I mean, I, I'm trying oh. to think of what they could have possibly linked it with, but there, there is nothing. There is absolutely nothing that you can tie it in with. And there's some quality merchandise right here with this, yeah, as you say, all the stickers are a bit wonky. <laughs> Brilliant. It, it's almost like they had a bunch of recorders and then just some leftover Captain America stickers, and then we're like, well, what can we do with it? Let's well, I know. <laughs> well, what gets me the most is I've actually injection moulded this recorder to make sure it's got a space for a disc. So <laughs> so they must have had a good planning meeting about this. Yeah. Could you imagine being in that planning meeting, right? So we have the Civil War <laughs> licence, gentlemen. What should we use? What should we do with it? <laughs> so I just, know. Some guy just pulls out a recorder. Okay? <laughs> and just pie plays pie a little tune. <laughs> So yeah, this quite literally is the most remarkable piece of merchandise I've ever seen. I felt I needed to share it with you guys. Yeah, it is incredibly strange. Yeah, I completely baffled. I don't really know what to make of this. Um, thank you though, guy. We'll yes. treasure it always. You can keep these. <laughs> yes. I bought them for you as gifts. Uh, I'm tempted to give them away, but I just want to keep it for the randomness of this item. Should we yeah. all try and play a little tune on our Captain America yes. recorders? Oh, uh, this is going to sound terrible. We apologise. Really sounds yeah. like the Captain America theme tune to All me. I've just done is cover mine in lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> so if you do fancy buying one of these Captain America Civil War recorders, they're available in a pound shop somewhere. Right. Um, go and buy, give it to your kids, get them, get them playing musical instruments. That's what it's all about. Getting yeah. kids to play presents. musical instruments. I, I always parents thought favorites. parents must have feared the day the recorder comes home more than any yeah. other day. It, it was kind <laughs> of like, that is the worst possible day for coming back to. Yeah. You're listening to the best of Geeky Brummy on Brum Radio. So Ryan set me the task of trying to find something really random and really bizarre at the Comics Festival that we could potentially give away on the show, which will impress him with a random nature. So I'm now stuck in a crowd of people. I can't move down there. I have limited time and I need open space to run in. What can I buy? What can I buy? This is complicated. Lots of comics. But I want to surprise him. I want to get him something really, really good. But I don't know what to get. Oh, I'm getting stuck again. Where am I going? That looks like it's got a lot of stuff at that stand. No, quite busy there, so I'll give that a miss. What's really strange right now is people are giving me the strangest looks ever because I'm just a guy walking down this comic convention talking into a microphone. And it looks strange. Right, it's time for my £5 hat challenge. So, see you in a bit. Right, so, just wandering around Hall 2 upstairs, trying to find the best item I can for a fiver. It's actually a little bit quieter up here than it was downstairs when Guy was doing his challenge. It's still quite busy. So, I'm currently stuck in a queue behind the man who looks like Emmett from Lego Movie. Uh, it's a backlog of people. My time is running out and I still haven't purchased anything. This is not good. Just having a wander around now. Let's check the one out. Ooh, some interesting mugs going on here. What else can we see? Keyring, shot glasses. Interesting bottle openers. And that's what I can find at the moment, which is our price range. 
Right, next one. Pokemon cards. See pin badges. Oh, ancient toys. Always a good call. Oh, it's getting bad. Really struggling to find something here. So we've, we've had a look around. Yep. We've, we found some stuff. We found knitted things. We found uh, little tiny superhero bits and pieces. And we found, found many things that we thought might win, although they were a bit expensive. But we've, we found the ultimate thing here, which is even better. It's gold. It's chunky and it's super bling so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pick up this and i'll maybe tell you later what it is that we bought this is genuinely really hard i can't find anything as i'm walking around so quickly nothing is coming to i'm looking for something that just springs to my eye line and makes me go wow nothing is coming to mind at the moment though everything just looks too too nice and not that strange So the item I've picked up appears to be a cat with a fish on its face and a paper hat. Uh, it's from a Japanese anime. Um, its name is Yakensei. Let's go back to this store. And with that, my challenge is complete. I have managed to pick up something which will be popping onto the Instagram later. Hooray! Um, so that was our experience of running around frantically as we set ourselves a five minute time stop on there to spend our five pounds. Um, how, how fun was that for you two guys? I was stressed. You sent me to do that task when it was the busiest. MF Mega Ruby was wandering around, you know, driven around at a slow pace, causing yes. massive queues. I was stressed. I ran yes. around, you know, I had a sweat on one of the Baymax costume on. I was worse when I was running around looking for this, this item that I'm holding my hand. Yeah. Keith, yes. you were doing channeling your full-on uh, Kiefer Sutherland, like, I've got yes. less than five minutes left. <laughs> it, it was really hard. because You had two pairs of eyes. Yeah, but that's, you know, that's just... But the, it was so much stuff you were going, oh, no, I want that for myself, I want that for myself, I want yeah. that for myself. It was like, oh, it's, this is too difficult. Yeah, because I was upstairs in Hall 2 instead of doing Hall 1 where you two were doing yours. So I thought, I'll try that because it might be a bit quieter, but... I was. I think I ran around the hall about three times trying to escape the Cylon and like get in to find see stuff. Right, so it's time to reveal our purchases, which will pop on the Twitter in a little bit. Let Guy go first. Let Guy go first. Guy looks excited. Mine just caught my eye. Um, It's. It cost me four pounds. It's incredibly small. Um, It is, and I don't really know how else to describe it other than these words. It's a cat, it has a fish <laughs> stuck to its face, and it's wearing a paper hat. <laughs> I don't know much else about it other than that. I, that's all I can describe is that, that. So, you know, if anybody knows what this is, feel free to contact Geeky Beer me on Twitter, because I'd love to know. <laughs> Keith, do you want to go next? Okay, so I, I, we went around and we saw th- lots of different things. So we saw stuff that was knitted. We saw stuff that was not knitted. So I went, in the end, I went for what? What's the the best kind of thing that I, I would think of? So I went for something that was um, large, yep. useless, covered in gold, yep. uh, but also uh, is practical. 
Yes. Uh, it has purpose. You can you do something with it. So I've ended up with a um, a gold infinity gauntlet mm. from, uh, uh, from from yeah from uh, well potentially well, from Guardians of the Galaxy Gal- and the Marvel Universe. So yes. yeah, but it, it's actually also doubles up as a keyring and um, potentially <laughs> the largest keyring, potentially yeah. an offensive <laughs> weapon as well. So it's you like, lose yeah. your keys in your bag though, would no. you? Something no. like that. I'm, I'm not going to lie. If you're walking around with that in your pocket, people are give you possibly a bit of a weird look. It's quite yeah. bulky, so quite quite well. It's very shiny, very very it's shiny. Totally bling. It's, it's in a, it's in its packaging, yet the shiny is still coming through. It's that shiny. Right. So mine was um, slightly different. I found some trading cards, but they're very special trading cards. They are the Prisoner TV series from the 70s. <laughs> Collection 2, so it's not even the first volume, <laughs> but it's a pack of 50 prisoner trading cards. I think Dave's actually trying to size them up to see if he wants it for his collection. <laughs> so that's wow. our three piles of tat. So who do you think wins? Oh, that's a tough decision. Uh, I think I'm going to have to discount the Infinity Gauntlet just because that seems too useful. You can get too much use out of that. And the theme was tax. I was overconfident. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if the cat, just because it's so random. I don't... Yeah, I'm leaning towards that just with the sheer fact that none of us know what it's supposed to be from. It's or serious what the too. Is. <laughs> I think one of the things with the with Guy's piece is that I'm not even sure if it's a thing. It's, so, so it's on a stand, so yeah. it's, it's blatantly designed for a shelf, so it's what? not even like an eraser or anything, it's just... What could it possibly mean? Yes. It is indescribable. Where it's supposed to be from. Well, what? Yeah, I think, I think purely for its inexplicableness, I've got to go... Yeah, my, yeah. my feeling yeah. is the cat. Yes. I think yes. Guy wins. Guy wins. Very well done. Well done. You're listening to the best of Geeky Brummy on Brum Radio. And now we've got something a bit different. We're going to subject Philip and Dave and Sean to the live Futurama fan trailer that Guy found earlier in the week. Yeah, I was on Digital Spy. I don't like Digital Spy. I don't know why I got on it. Spoilers all the time on that side. But um, anyway, they posted something for a live-action fan-made Futurama film. I watched it. I got scared because what were they thinking? Why? I don't like Futurama anyway. Why do you do this to us? You find something weird in the internet and then you send it to us. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the half of it. This is not the half of it. Remember, right. Remember when we're midday people. Yeah. Right, so <laughs> gentlemen, are you ready to watch and be amazed? I'm a little bit scared. Like, yeah, okay. yeah. I've seen some photos from this, and yeah. it looks traumatic. Yeah, we'll get it up on. T- well. okay. We'll get it up on Twitter now, so you can have a look. Okay, right. So they are now watching the trailer for future on a fan-made film. Ryan's now going to put this on on to our Twitter feed. There are some excellent faces happening from Phil right now. I mean, you need to get on Twitter now and look at this trailer because it's just... It's, it's something quite special. Yeah, I mean... There's always everything about being fans and stuff, and you know, support, the, supporting uh, a, a show that you like. Yeah. But this is just. <laughs> this I is we just too much. Oh, 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 oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> right, I'm just loading right. this on now. So It'll be here in a few like seconds. A that's gone wrong. <laughs> that is. Uh, <gasps> oh my god! Okay, so Farnsworth just walked in, and it, this is looking very robot chicken. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> but it's real people. Yeah. yeah. It's. Sean is just in. I don't know if Sean is that into shocked into weird silence. Or crazy film from the nineties, but it's like that on acid. Yeah. <laughs> right, Do trailer. not watch this while high. Oh my no. goodness. 
the trailer is now live on our Twitter feed. If you haven't seen it, please watch it and just be amazed and astounded by the weirdness that is going on there. Oh, oh my man. God, Zoidberg. That is terrifying. Oh, oh, oh my God. Tweet us at Geeky Brothers and your thoughts on this trailer, I mean, guys. if you are involved with this film or you want to get in touch with us and we maybe, <laughs> in, and then maybe we could interview you, in. you about it, get in touch because we want to oh, know. Well, I, basically, I want to know why. Someone pass right. me my phone. I need, I need to call my therapist. Yeah, I just seen um, that for the first time. I, I, and thought that's I, crazy. Isn't it? I don't want to be on the Geeky Brothers show anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> that that was a very interesting trailer. Um, um it was. Yeah. I I just I. Yeah, <laughs> it, it did, I mean, to their credit, you know, that, yeah, it's they pretty ex- close. Excellent yeah. cosplay. Yeah, but don't make a film of it because <laughs> the Zoidberg thing just that was just creepy. <laughs> I think the Leela one is the one yeah, that the Leela eye. Yeah, the Leela eye. It just it, reminded me very much of like the old um, what's his face, Plasticine Man guy, Keith. Keith, I'm reaching out to you. More, more. No, um, no um, films, seventies Greek gods. Persons. Oh, um. Uh, Harry Hamlin. <laughs> Harry Hamlin. There yeah. we go. Harry Hamlin films. Yeah, that was yeah. Very... It, it, it was a bit sort of um, claymation, but yes. on a person. And um, yeah, yeah, that's just. I'm, I'm, I can't. Yes. I, I mean, do if you know if if you are about to watch it on Twitter, don't. Uh, <laughs> it's, it it's comes with you, a ra- you, it comes with a warning. You yeah. can't unsee it. Yes. Yeah. No matter right. how much we want to. Yeah. Viewers of a sensitive disposition may not want to watch this trailer, <laughs> yes. at least not unattended. Yes. Guy, you have something in your hand which you want to also share with us. <laughs> hey! Oh, <God>. Not again. <laughs> okay, so I, I went shopping last night. You know, that's what people do on a Friday night. All I bought was pizza. You party animal. A scratch card, because <laughs> I'm a gambler, obviously. I bought some, do you know what's back, by the way? Trio. What you know, is, chocolate bar that? Trio. Oh, I feel it must be far too young for that. Oh, I don't know. Like what is Trio? Girl with curly hair on it, and she's go Trio, 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 like that. Yeah. You know I have like, no idea what's happening like right now. It was like a rubbishy club. Do you remember Club Biscuits? I remember Club. Yeah. They were the bomb. They were. I mean, this is totally like ripping off like the radio now in terms of features because they have trying food on the radio. But this is geeky related food that I found in in Sainsbury's last night. Other supermarkets are available. Please indulge yourselves in key lime slimed filled Twinkies related to <gasps> Ghostbusters. Oh my oh goodness! My God. Ghostbuster Twinkies. I mean, didn't they disappear for a few years? Yeah. yeah. Only food stuff known to man that will survive a nuclear apocalypse. I mean, you. they. Food that's green inside should not uh, happen. They that's look okay. disgusting, and I cannot wait. I mean, this is going to be great for your sure. hangover fill. We're going to eat these live on air. I think we are. Oh, is that what we're doing? We're going for it. Yeah, we'll go for it. Oh, it looks like guacamole. <laughs> I don't want a guacamole filled Twinkie. This is nearly as disturbing as those green cream eggs they do at Halloween. Oh, We apologise oh. to people who don't like the sound of packaging being open. I mean, on this is all the people eating. They don't treat the people today, isn't it? People eat food now and watch trailers they can't see. Oh, it's a good job we're not periscoping this as well. This is, um, yeah. I'm a, I'm a bit that scared. Is, that is disgusting. Oh, 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 oh. I oh, like that is him. pretty awful. You guys better what? eat up this. Cost me two pound fifty for a <laughs> On behalf of the team, guy, what did we do to you? They just look like Twinkies that have gone off. Why? That's all uh, I can it's do. what they taste of as well. Yeah, they taste of white. Why? Why? You see pictures of like like this on the walls at clinics. Guy, <laughs> <laughs> what have we done to you to deserve this? Terrible. We're gonna ban you for a couple of weeks, I think. Yeah. <laughs> 
I just repeat my, my previous state, uh, sentiment. I don't want to be on the Geeky Brummer show anymore. Does it say not fit for human consumption on the back of that box, Keith? Well, it might slightly worrying that it says golden sponge cake with artificially flavoured key lime creamy filling. Oh, oh no. Oh, so many artificially of those words. Flavored. <laughs> not on a box. None of that. None of that was good. All of the Twinkie goodness. Oh. No. It's disgusting. Yeah. Softest, I'm having another. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, We've now found the level of Guy's culinary tastes, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if, if Guy ever turns up at anybody's party asking if he can do the catering, just <laughs> run a Say mile. No. Yeah, run a mile. Hi, this is Keith Bloomfield, and you're about to see 2016 out with a bang with the greatest hits of Geeky Brummy. And now it's time for. Shabby cosplay. Right, right. So he's saying that this is uh, better than anybody's, and I've got to say, it is mind blowing. The man has a bucket on his head. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know how to explain this very much. So. Um, yeah, somebody want to join me on the mic and uh... uh yeah, Poundland cosplay has gone. Um, I, I don't know what do we say about this. This is insane. <laughs> yeah, I mean, have we guessed what it is yet, people? <laughs> a man with a bucket on the head. <laughs> it appears to be an <laughs> idiot. Chest light, not a giveaway. Chest light should be giving you a good clue. You're gonna need. Like you're gonna need to take the bucket off your head. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Geeky Brummy on Brum Radio, uh, by the way. Yes, uh, I am <laughs> Iron Man sure. Mark 1, or with the curry trays that was it's Iron Man Mark 1 is my oh, personal oh, oh. Got to get a bad pun in at least once a week. Yeah. What? I am four. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this, this wow. is. Wow. Mo- Could you not find a red top? No, red tie pulling does not exist. This, wow, this is a beautiful yeah. thing. Yes, you're lifting, lifting off the magic of Molinor here. Yeah. It's an actual hammer, people. Yes. This costume cost me the price of two pounds for a piece of tie pulling, ground force tie pulling, I might add. Was it Tommy Walsh's special? Uh, or was possibly, it Charlie? Yeah, Dimmick? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and a pound for the hammer yes. and the very kind assistance of my girlfriend to do my hair this morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like Shame. <laughs> this is this is how he normally dresses. I don't think there was an outfit involved. I mean, I don't know about you, but I feel empowered. Yes. <laughs> so, what is the pound shop cosplay today? So uh, today, Ryan, I am going to be Cersei Lannister. <laughs> no green fire in the studio, please. No, just, uh, no, so, I mean, I, I did realise after I after I. Um, put this uh, little outfit together that it would have been easier to wear a sack and put some mud on my face <laughs> for the iconic walk of shame uh, <laughs> but I much prefer you know the fact the, the outfit when she's wearing all black with the bling yeah. and, the, and, the, and the wine glass and she's destroying her enemies I don't know why but that just speaks to me yeah and you got nothing in that wine glass unfortunately but we I might mean, it's a bit early for me I, I am I'm not I'm not in character no so how much was the grand total of the costume? Um, so the sequins were one pound, the mm-hmm. super glue was one pound, and the wine glass was also one pound. The crown is my own. So <laughs> 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 wow, that was funny TV presenter. <laughs> Who are you, guy? I am Stephen Mohan. <laughs> this is genius. Wow. I do- 
It's the sideways mask, which makes <laughs> that it. Is what it's makes the, it's it. the full-on coquettish head tilt. So, <laughs> I spent, I'm a bit lost for words at this. I yeah. spent two ninety-nine on this, I and mean, it was just on the Stephen Moore mask. Right, let's I go for the bill of materials. What? How much? So, what, how much per item? Sorry. The microphone was mine already. Yes. So I already own the mic. I made the magic wand out of material from work. There's a pencil with a butt piece of paper wrapped around it. Because, you know, he is a famous magi- ma- magician. <laughs> and the mask I ordered, I didn't go from the pound shop because I could find it. Is it that was, Model Zoo? No, I got it from eBay. <laughs> <laughs> but the, I had to send a really weird email because some guy was asking me some specifications about what this one. And the email I had to send was just send me the Stephen Morgan <laughs> mask, okay? <laughs> Uh, and I don't know why he's wearing a Raymax. He looks like sort of man that wear a Raymax. So is this I'm outside, mu- outside <laughs> yeah. magician. Yeah. Is this guy going to wear this costume more than once? I think definitely. I think yeah. this is a full-on mirror moment for the. I, I feel like um, this is going to be you know when when someone on the Gigi Brummer show makes a very daft comment. This is our version of the dunce hat. Yeah. Okay, you yeah. have to wear the Stephen Mulhern mask for the, the rest of the mask. show. Yes. Yeah. And the stoutness with your terrible magic. Is anyone else a bit concerned that the creation of this costume might be the beginning of some sort of breakdown for guys? Kind of <laughs> I, I did try and like put it on the other day and tried to seduce my girlfriend while wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> I got that, a, I got a look. It's definitely the thing, the Mulhern meltdown. It's yeah. a thing. Yes. <laughs> you're, you're back with Geeky Bromi. Wow. I'm Philip Ellis, and that it is, is time for Pound Shop Cosplay. Ugh, we are all. No. So, so. Uh, <laughs> Have not turned the camera around? Wow. So, so, so this week we've got um, <laughs> we've got we've got our cosplay expert George and yeah. Mr. Geeky Bromi himself, Ryan Parrish. They are uh, competing for the best seen. cosplay, and I, 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 I I'm just described George. We're gonna I've been trounced. Yeah. So the deal was so, we were going to go for a single prop costume. So I think somebody's <laughs> slightly broken the rules. I've gone for the world's laziest Harry Potter costume. <laughs> Although I have realised that I didn't bring any makeup wipes with me, so I've now got to go home with my own homegrown lightning scar. But I just bought some really stupid nerd glasses. If you're watching this on Periscope, it's unfair yourselves now. We're going to reveal Ryan's costume. Here we go. I'm not okay. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's just, it it keeps getting more horrifying. I'm going to have nightmares. I am, what? Why? Why? So, okay, so, so, um, do you want to explain to the listeners, Ryan, who you are? (laughs) I'm President-elect Donald Trump. So my entire purchase budget for this costume was one pound. Just no, I could also double up with a beautiful budget. I I I turn them into a Donald Donald Trump hermit. I urge you, if you're listening, to to go onto Periscope and watch and watch this. If you are not watching, I have. I I mean, (laughs) there is. uh, He look. You look like you're about to rob a bank. Yeah. I think we should possibly, if you are going to go to Periscope, just as a warning oh, for listeners of a sensitive warning. nature. Trigger warning. This is quite a distressing costume. I'm definitely going to have nightmares after this. So like, one pound worth okay. of sponge. I recycled the wall from the werewolf costume to stitch it all together. It <laughs> not work. Brilliant. And I've stolen a pair of Viv's tights <laughs> to turn into my beautiful, beautiful tan as I couldn't get t- time to get into a tanning D- mode. Does she know that you stole yes. her tights? Good. <laughs> And it's really uncomfortable to wear this <laughs> in the studio. It's very warm. And I also model zone blazer shirt and tie. No. Oh, God. Hi, this is George Ellesmere, and you're listening to Geeky Brummy's Best Bits of 2016. Wait, seriously, these are our best bits? 
If you could play somebody else's part in the show, who's would you pick? Uh, I'd, I'd, I wouldn't do anybody else's. Well, I, I, <laughs> I do you only want to be the leading man. Sometimes I do different characters. I've been yeah. Miley Cyrus on the Wrecking Ball. I've been Fantastic. Pamela Anderson on the surfboard. I'd like to play the Dame, yeah. The, the Dame? I just like okay. putting women's clothes on. Yeah. <laughs> well, we know that. No, but Dame used to do Dame a lot as well. Oh, yeah. A ah, Scottish Dame. Yeah. I'm, of course as heck. But it's too much like work now, Dame. I'd like too to do the Evil changes. Queen. Yeah. Yeah, you could see you as evil queen. He'd be a good buddy. Yeah. He would. Yeah. I'm a buddy in TV. I know yeah. that's what I mean. Nasty. <laughs> I think that allowed, is it? Yeah. But you don't. You only like quizzes. <laughs> yeah, we just watch it because of me then. I do. <laughs> and I say, what's up? I don't know. Can I follow it? We, we separate television, he goes into his office and I watch my flicker, and, you know, and he's, he's a picky That's blinder. rather personal. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, just waiting for you for that. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John, I've seen you a couple of times in Panto in Cardiff as well. Is there a difference between Panto in Birmingham and Panto in Cardiff? No, there's, I mean, people want to say, people would like me to say that one audience is better. Well, they're, they're, they're good audiences all over, and the fact is that people in the UK get pantomime and they get the humour, and that's the one thing that is great about, and we've found in working together, and you know, that people get it, and that's what, you know, it'll be interesting to see the Birmingham audience yeah. get it, because they're in for a shot. There was five years of it in Glasgow, so they know no one knew, but it might be a bit of a shock for the study. Well, I don't think there'll be a problem. No. Nah. But, but do you find that people travel to see it, because it's you? Oh, it's we have, oh, we yeah. have, we have yeah. people travel, I and mean, this is the one thing that I think the Birmingham Panto will experience this year that they ha- maybe haven't experienced in a while is because I have an international audience that comes from as far away as China yeah. to come to Panto. And, and but they'll just come once they come John, days. We were really worried yeah. because they were down all the front, so you've got the same people at the front but all the great. time. But they, luckily they liked us, didn't they? Yeah. Our, his fans liked us, so we were... Yeah. And I mean, they, 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 they came every year. To yeah, yeah. There's a, there's France. And they brands from Germany, from China, from South America, from the States, from Canada, yeah. they're from all over. And it's not just two, it's like group loads come. So it's good. Yeah, it is. It was, it was funny last year, though, so when, we're, when we were on the stem, so it's nice to see a new faces yeah. every day because, it, I mean, you're conscious a, a little bit about it because it's the same people that are sitting. The one thing that they have to do is they, they I, and I've told them, they behave because sometimes they tended to laugh before the joker because they it's, wanted the other audience members to know that they knew what was coming and I had to tell them, stop. Because yes. yeah. he would come off and he'd go, they're blowing the jokes again. <laughs> and he'd say, can you tell your fans to stop blowing the jokes and I'd have that to go woman's, on Twitter that woman's and doing say, stop she's shooting stop out the tags you know, he's not getting to say the tag line shouting out the tags that German woman <laughs> Oh, it was funny, wasn't That's it? Good. Back when we were asking them where they were from. Yeah. That, that, uh, the, some, that you couldn't find anybody. No, I couldn't find anybody. In the first three rows, I've tried, the gag was to find someone from Glasgow. And I kept asking, and I'd say, where are you from? And they'd say, France. And I'd say, where are you from? Germany. Where's wherever? I've Austria. Oh, come on. Where's Glasgow? And, uh, and first then five you, rows. You, you spoke to them in French, and you said to me, I bet you didn't understand. And I went, Come on, who's up and he goes, you're my belle, Jimmy, shut the family level, And he, he was like, it was on school, school French, you know, that you, you learn, it just comes up and he went, Fermi la bouche, what does that mean? I know. Jimmy and bouche. Do not show me your bouche, Fermi la bouche. All right. <laughs> That's where I've been going wrong in France. <laughs>
dear. Oh, dear God. That <laughs> ferry will never be the same again. <laughs> I've ridden many ferries. <laughs> yes, that was in line with That was another one, too. Yeah, I'll go to any weather. Too. Bad weather. Even the ferries are no running. No, they're always running in my, in my, my street. <laughs> you guys are all clearly really good friends. I think every time I've looked at you today, you've been giggling away in the corner somewhere. because you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. <laughs> is that part of the whatever. appeal, is getting to come back and work together? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we missed him last year. We had Mr. Hasselhoff, and it was, uh, was an institution. <laughs> I'm saying nothing. Interesting. Interesting. He was a nice man, David. <laughs> rubbish. <laughs> he was a nice man, but he was rubbish. <laughs> well, he actually was on the same. What? Wasn't he on the same? <laughs> We swapped with you, the Hoppers in Cardiff this year. The what? The Hoppers in Cardiff oh, this yeah, year. Yeah. We swapped over with you. Oh, right. Are you going to go and see them? Uh, no, I'm going to come to this one, obviously. Oh, right. Thank you. Uh, bring oh, my stepsisters. Speak Welsh to them. <laughs> I will try, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys, for, for coming guys. to chat. Thank you. Appreciated. You're listening to the best of Geeky Brummy on Brum Radio. So now speaking to the wonderful, the amazing Corey Rutherson, comic writer extraordinaire, games journalist extraordinaire, and one of my favourite people that we've had on the show over the last year. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for such an extravagant intro. Uh, you flatter me. So how has your 2016 been? I can imagine it's been probably one of the busiest years in your life. And- uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, to be honest, I think like a lot of people, 2016 has been has been quite difficult. I know yes. a lot of my friends family um, have, have really struggled throughout the year and I, I, I would hold my hands up and say that has been the same for me as well yeah. on a personal level. I mean there's been some, some wonderful highlights at the same time from a personal level. I got married and mm-hmm. one of my friends got married, engaged, had babies, had milestone yes. birthdays, that sort of thing. But yeah. from a professional point of view, um, it's actually not been too bad at all. I can't complain too much. Yeah. Um, it has been exceptionally busy, like you said, um, between the launches of VR and Pro and Slim. Yeah, um, it has been absolutely manic the last couple of months, especially. It's funny that you mentioned Last Guardian because, um, I, as part of my role at PlayStation, yeah. I um, am basically one of the one of the writers uh, for editorial mm-hmm. and marketing for a lot of the first party titles. So Last Guardian is yeah. something I've been looking after for a while, and um, I've been slaving over various bits of editorial uh, yeah. for a while, trying to get stuff out and interviewing Uedasan um, as well, which was which is a wonderful yeah. experience. But I'm, I'm part of me is kind of glad that the game was launched now because <laughs> oh, no, it was a really intense period of time. Yeah, and it was uh, over the amount of delays, and of course, you had Ico before that and Shadow of the Lost yes. Blusters, which two of my favourite games of all time and this having another third game to complete the trilogy really I think a lot of a lot of fans were waiting this game to come out yes yeah it's, it became a bit of a running joke within the games industry as I'm sure yeah. you'll know internally 
it was um, it was one of those games which was talked in very hushed tones for the last um, before it got announced at E3 last year. Yeah. Uh, I talked to one of my producer friends who was um, looking after the game internally, yeah. and um, I asked her. I think it was about three years ago at E3, and she she kind of looked at me and didn't say anything. Yeah. And it was like it was one of those moments where I came and something's clearly happening, but you're not allowed to tell me what's happening. <laughs> so um, yeah. yeah, I think I think it was a massive sigh of relief that the game is actually out and it's been fairly well received in the process. Yeah, I mean, we uh, myself and my producer guy we went down to EGX a few months ago and went around the PlayStation areas, really enjoying the VR and things like that. And there was just the foot of the beast from from <laughs> Last Guardian there, and it's like we went posed with it, and it's like, can we see some footage? And they were nope, not allowed to show anything until release. <laughs> and it was kind of like it was both just saying please anything no it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it, I'm glad it's been received so well I mean it, it looks a beautiful game I mean the character modelling on it especially they've they've concentrated so much on that and you can tell yeah oh yeah that's um, that was one of the things that um, UA Design really wanted to highlight I mean Trico is it's a wonderful demonstration of the technology of the Playstation I mean we've had a bit of a play with Playstation VR ourselves in the studio we put a few of our presenters through Until Dawn Rush of Blood <laughs> for a Halloween episode and they, they got a little bit freaked out put it that way I can imagine <laughs> it's such a brilliant game though and the Playstation VR is such a brilliant I think it's probably been one of the sea changes of technology this year with the Playstation VR coming out and VR yeah. taking a bit of a focus this year it seems to be something that's come to the fore yes yeah definitely um, I think there's been massive advances being made in, in virtual reality on a whole so it's actually been, been great that PlayStation VR, along with the rest of the VR yeah. games, have been so well received on the whole. But it, it's it's changed the landscape, I think, for a lot of people. It's going to take a long time for it to be accepted across yes. the mainstream, as these things do. But, um, but yeah, it, the technology is certainly finally kind of arrived, ready to yeah. match the ideas that came with VR from many, many years ago. Yeah, and I think it's going to take a while for the AAA studios to catch up with the indie developers who've had their time to play around with it. I mean, I've got Elite Dangerous at home. Unfortunately, I don't have the Oculus Rift or the HTC Vive at the moment, but that's something that I really want to explore at some point, is that kind of full space simulation where you feel like you're actually there. Yes. Yeah, that would definitely be, uh, I think, the next step for, for a lot of people. Uh, I mean, that would be incredible to experience in itself. Mm -hmm. Definitely looking forward to that. And how about yourself on the comic front? I mean, you've had Magic of Myths seasons one and two released. You've had Magic of Myths Fairy, Vampire Boogie. Is this something that you're still focusing on creatively? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's been it's been a rough eighteen months. There's been a lot of few, quite a few personal issues really. Mm -hmm. um, and thankfully, the, the wedding has been helped to kind of take my mind off that. Really. Yeah. And I've had a wonderful day and really enjoy being married. And since that's been kind of uh, since we did that and did the honeymoon, I've actually had a bit more time to, mm -hmm. to focus into my book work. And um, so Magic and Myths is kind of is a little bit um, bit of a future thing at this moment yeah. in time. We get to take a bit of a break. Mm -hmm. um, season two was a lot of work yeah. for both myself and, and Sergio. And when we decided to kind of planning for season three, I realised that this thing was going to be colossal. I mean, Watchmen is one of my favourite and uh, we really want to take a few cues from that by having um, pro sections yeah. within the book sections for uh, not just for the hell of it but for a very specific reason that actually ties into the plot yeah um, as a result um, the book is likely going to be the, uh, probably about twice the size of season two yeah and it's a real turning point for the actual storyline as well so we really want to get it right um, I, i've made no bones about the yeah. fact that magic and Mist was my first full kind of uh yeah comic book kind of uh, in, in the research of actually creating a series and uh, i made mistakes and the stuff which i'm still happy with and i'm still 
proud of the work, mm-hmm. but I do feel that it represents my ability at a slightly earlier level than compared to yeah. what I am now, which is far from the finished product. Mm-hmm. I'm still learning a lot, um, but I do feel like um, there are certain things which are a little bit clunky or a little bit awkward and to miss exhibition here and there. Yeah. So with season three, we really want to kind of push forward and try and make that as the, the real pinnacle of what we've done so far of the series. And hopefully we'll get something to show next year. Yeah. Um, Sergio is champing at the bit to, to get working on it again. So um, that's really encouraging me to kind of leap into it sometime soon. Aside from that, um, we're working on another Clockwork Watch, which hopefully we'll get out next year. I know Yomi's hard at work at that yeah. moment of writing it all together, and I've had a quick uh, look at the bits and pieces done so far, so fingers crossed that will come out next year. Vampire Boogie's a weird one. I was talking to my wife on the way home today about this. <laughs> the artist James, I mean, he's um, he's a brilliant artist, and I'm, I'm quite happy to wait for him. He's, he's had a baby, moved um, he moved house, he yeah. um, moved his job at Sony. So there's been quite a few life changes for him in the last couple of years since we started Vampire Boogie. Uh, and as a result, the, the book really kind of stopped, essentially. I, mean, I finished writing the first issue, James got about halfway through drawing it, and, um, and everything just kind of grinds to a halt while we both got our lives on track. We've been talking to, we've been talking to each other about it recently, and uh, hopefully we'll get the first issue out next year, but we're certainly having to uh, try and find a way out of our life commitments to <laughs> yeah. uh, it's that thing, yeah, so many yeah. things, so little time that that seems to be a theme of quite a lot of our guests that we've had on the show. It's so much stuff that you want to do creatively, and it's just finding that time and directing your energy into one particular thing at a time. Which I can imagine must be a bit of a struggle with when you've got the PlayStation writing and the comics books. It's juggling and finding that point where you've got time for you. Yes, yes, uh, time for me, and, and certainly time for my, my friends and my family and my wife. Yes, especially. and of course, your wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there have been many times where I've ended up going to bed at like 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. trying yeah. to finish a script, and my poor wife, you know, she's just kind of like saying, like, you come to bed to come to sleep, and I'm like, well, I need to finish off this one thing, and then in two hours, <laughs> it's a, I roll in, and she's fast asleep, yeah. thing, and uh, I'm waking up in the morning at half seven to get ready to go to work, leery-eyed and barely conscious, yeah. so it is tricky, but um, I'm yeah. hoping to get the plans a little bit more stable. So, sounds quite similar to my long-suffering wife now, we've been married just <laughs> over two years, and it's kind of, I'll come to bed at 1am. That's but... it. Creative, yeah, uh, but I'm, she's happen. loving and supportive, and she's behind me all the way. And I'm more than definitely sure that your wife is the same with yourself. She is, she is, and we're both very lucky in that respect because it's, it's not easy, it's certainly not easy. No. On a significant what would you say was probably your most disappointing thing about 2016? Aside from all the, the various personal issues yes. I've had to endure, um, I'll, I'll try not to get political because it's, uh, <laughs> that would just result in me going into tears. Feel free. <laughs> Uh, it's 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 been a theme in our show. It, it's it's kind of that thing of we've done bad, but America's probably done worse. If I phrase it that way. Yes. Yes. yes it, oh, it's it has been a, a massive, I think, a massive disappointment in the sense of like I think my friend at work, uh, Matt, said it best, where it was like he looked at uh, the UK and uh, America was like, "Don't screw this up," you know. Yeah. We've done probably the worst thing this year, and America was like, "Hold my drink." <laughs> <laughs> I'm going in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, wow. Yeah, um, I mean, from a personal level, that was that was extremely disappointing. Yeah. The thing that I think made it even worse, on top of the, the whole prejudice and, and bigotry that's come from that, yeah. from those political agendas, is that um, from a creative point of view as well, it's it's really upset the apple cart and, yeah. and thrown things into into disarray. I, my, my timeline on Twitter and Facebook yeah. was um, was an absolute cemetery. Yeah. 
for a period of time. It was, it was a place of mourning. And um, I do understand that these are the sort of conditions that you know, really great art comes yeah. from. I just wish we wouldn't have to, to suffer <laughs> in horrible ways. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know you're a regular attendee at San Diego Comic Con, and I can imagine it's going to have a very different feel next year to how it's been the last eight years or even earlier than that, I think. It's, it's going to have a bit of a quieter experience next year, I think, definitely. I think so, yeah. I was talking to people there this year, and um, they were actually coming off the back of, of Brexit. Yeah. And saying, oh, you know, so Brexit, and, and like, you know, myself and, and Yomi will just shake our heads in disarray. Yeah. And then we'll say, well, you guys have to keep the end up now. It's like, yeah. it's up to you guys to make sure that things don't fall into a deeper pit. Mm-hmm. And uh, lo and behold, um, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. It would be a little bit somber, I imagine. Um, I think we can all kind of, I guess, pull together one way or another and, uh, and pull through it. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's certainly one to yeah <laughs> to be wary of, I guess. And I think um, that thing with creative people, it's look forward and find the hope in probably hopeless situations and make people feel there's still a glimmer of happiness in the world when everything looks grim. Yes, yes. Um, I, I think that's important. That's really important for both mm-hmm. the creatives and the audience that, yeah. that comes from it. Funnily enough, I mean, one of the stories, one of the books that I'm working on for next year, mm-hmm. uh, which I can't say too much about because it's in no. really, really early stages, but this is certainly the most I've talked about it in public, is... Um, it's, the idea is basically that uh, I'm working with three female artists right. and three for three stories. And from those three stories, they focus on three effective disenfranchised women. Yeah. And the idea wasn't to make it political. It was really just to get three stories out there that, that resonated with me in some way. Yeah. However, given the most recent political shift, they've automatically become political stories. Yeah. For good or for ill. <laughs> it's, yeah. uh, it's just one of those things where people will now read these stories and go, oh, they were a reaction to the yeah. Trump presidency yes. and Brexit. And my reaction is really, well, no, I actually had these stories before any of that stuff would have happened. Yes. Um, they've been shaped slightly by these events um, mm. as a result. But, um, but yeah, these things have all kind of, I guess, conspired to, to make the ultimate story as, uh, as political as as it's going to end up being. Hopefully it won't be to the detriment of the actual stories themselves. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I do hope that as a creative community and as a community on a whole, really, we can still, mm-hmm. um, to get the most conservative and liberals alike, yes. because I think it's in our best interests as a, as a race of, of yes. human beings. Yeah, that's, that's one of my themes this year, is trying to find the common good in everybody. And everybody does have a different viewpoint, and, it's, and this has probably brought to light a lot of people's worries that have probably been bubbling under the surface for quite a few years I and mean, it's yeah. not in the way that probably most of us would like to see it there's still some work there i think to bring everybody back together and i think it's a very divided world at the moment but i'm hoping 2017 can turn that around a little bit i, I really hope so it's, uh, it's been such a, a torrid year that uh, mm-hmm. it just kind of doesn't get any worse right? yeah <laughs> like, can it get any worse <laughs> <laughs> I know, uh, it's like touching wood at the moment, I'm just going to buy some God, please, please, it can't get worse. Yeah, so what would be your thing you're looking most forward to in 2017? I guess there are a few bits and pieces, really. I mean, aside from the comic book projects that I'm yeah. working on between Magic and Wiz, Clockwork Watch, Rambo Boogie, and The Secret Project, yes. um, I'm working on is, um, I guess, for me, what I tend to look forward to, uh, from a purely geeky point of view, tend to be, I guess, these uh, little media entertainment touchstones that, yeah. that give me something to look forward to. So, I mean, it'll be my first year as a, as a husband, so hopefully yes. I'll, I'll continue to, 
not alienate uh, alienate my wife in, in my pursuit of these geeky uh, things. No, but, what, uh, you need to turn her into a geek. That's what I've learned. <laughs> that, that is that is the aim. I think. Uh, yes. That is the best thing we're looking forward to. I think <laughs> slowly transforming her uh, into my geeky uh, girl. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm obviously really looking forward to, to a lot of things that I think a lot of people yeah. look forward to. It's like you know, the next Star Wars movie and yes. Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Logan, Spider-Man. But also, I guess, from a video game point of view, um, Horizon Zero Dawn yes. and Rats 2, which are the two games which I'm looking after as well internally. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm doing a lot of work on those at this moment in time, just before Christmas, and, and really trying to prepare all the editorial content yeah. when I make back. But those games in particular looking phenomenal. Taking off my Sony hat for a moment, <laughs> Uh, I am, as my wife has this, this poorly had to put up with for months now, I am so looking forward to Nintendo Switch. Oh, um, yes. It absolutely just it slots in yeah. um, into my lifestyle so much. I'm, so, I'm on the move a lot, so portable gaming for me is fantastic. My Vita goes everywhere, yeah. I go. So the Switch will really help kind of slot into that, that absence that the Vita will eventually uh, yeah. make and then bring that kind of, I guess, uh, current day console uh, gameplay and ethos yeah. into my pack essentially so I am dying to play this machine <laughs> dying to play Zelda on the move and yeah. play those Mario games on the move and all sorts so yeah, it's exactly. things that I, yeah. I'm really kind of uh, clamping onto and it looks like Nintendo's nailed that experience with the whole Switch that we've seen so far. It's, it's portable, yet it's still a home console. I mean, I think they're going to make an absolute fortune on those miniature side controllers because they're going to be turning up at airports, bus stations, train stations all over the world. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, uh, you, you, you kind of wonder exactly how much they're going to be when you to replace them because, like you say, they will be left by accident, they'll be dropped, and yeah. it'll be... Uh, uh, it'll be an absolute graveyard of, uh, mm-hmm. of you know, Joy-Cons. It's a, it's a fascinating uh, system, a really yeah. fascinating system. It's, it, it's very strange to see Nintendo in the kind of aggression that it's actually doing in terms of its marketing. It's very focused, it's very confident. So I think it's a very brave decision of Nintendo to partner with NVIDIA for this, because NVIDIA's yes. had such success with the Shield tablet, the Shield controller and Shield TV, which I've got, and it's a brilliant way for me to pick up and play my PC games like a console. So I think they're bringing a lot of experience to that, and I think that'll really help Nintendo nail this product. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. It's, um, it's something that I think they've been um, really wanting from the video game industry for a long time. I'm, I'm desperately hoping that, yeah. um, that Sony apes it at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a PS Vita move would be brilliant bit of technology. Oh, I, I, would, I would be first in line for something like that. It's like, come on, I'm, this is my company. It's the company I've worked for, <laughs> I've been working for for nearly 10 years. Yeah. They can do something like that, I'll be, I'll be over the moon. But, uh, but certainly in the meantime, I think that Nintendo will do and going back to comics, it's going to be your first decade in the world of comics next year. Yes. Does that come around really quick? Oh, it has. It's um, it's been a bit scary in a way. It's uh, I mean, I, I do remember the first year where I started writing comic books, and um, it was really a push from people that were very close to me at the time. And, um, 
during that same year, it was an absolute whirlwind. It's, uh, I got my first book published. I got a rejection from Marvel. Time, um, I, I sent a, I had a talk with, um, I think it was the vice president of offering oh, some sort of relations. It was John Lee, essentially, yeah. from DC. Yeah. And I was talking to him for a bit as well, and I got accepted by a small publisher to do two comic book series, mm-hmm. which for a while. And everything was, was either really, really good or not reaching my expectations, but still great. Yeah. You know, it was great to have contacts with Marvel and DC at the time. So to look back on that and think to myself, wow, you know, it's, I'm still not where I want to be, ultimately. But You're well on the road now, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's incredible to be at San Diego for, for four years running and have a couple of series under my belt and to have someone like J.M.D. Yeah. Mateus, who actually um, wrote a little bit of a um, blur for us for Clockwork Watch to mm-hmm. say that he, he loved the book and, and really wanted looking forward to, to reading more and, and getting that sort of feedback from industry people and, and, uh, and going for that it's been yeah. it's been a wonderful incredible journey yeah. um, it's one of those things where I don't think I could tell my 11 or even 16 year old self that I'm about to I'm about to be doing yeah. that and leave it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, even stuff like, like this, getting to talk to you about this yeah. and, and, and talking to the guys at Game Industry and, and Geek Syndicate and actually being able to, to talk to my work in an open forum, it's, yeah. uh, it's beyond my wildest dreams and well, I'm, I'm just really grateful, so, so thank you. Thank you very much for joining us. I mean, it's, it's been fascinating to talk to you. I, mean, I, I think we could talk for hours and upon hours, so we'll definitely have to get you into <laughs> yes. we'll definitely have to get you into the studio at some point because you can join in on the craziness that is the usual show. Oh, I, I would love to. I love doing these sort of things. It's yeah. uh, I, I I don't particularly see myself as a particularly crazy speaker, but I'm certainly better and a little bit more composed than I used to be. <laughs> uh, thanks very much for joining us. Where can we find you online? Um, well, uh, yes, I mean, uh, apart from the PlayStation blog, uh, I don't really talk much on my blog and my actual personal blog these days, but mm-hmm. I am on Twitter quite often, so, um, so you can find me there, all the person at Twitter, essentially. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to think where else I'm in. I, I, I do frequent uh, Facebook every once in a while, so yeah. feel free to get in touch with me that way, but uh, yeah. I think Probably Twitter is my my best avenue, and I do have the site uh, called Brotherson.co.uk. So, mm-hmm. so again, feel yeah. free just to give me a shout on that. And you can purchase all your books online at gumroad.com forward slash Brotherson Books, I believe. Yes. If people yes. want to read so, Vampire Boogie, Magic and Myths, everything's on there. Yes. And that's really good. Thanks very much for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. It's time to play Top Drums. Alright, so it's time to play Top Trumps again. Guy, you have picked out the pack for this week, and we have a special guest here with Captain Kirk. How you doing? doing? Nice to see you. Alright, so do you want to let us know what this set is? Yeah, I, I, a few weeks ago me and Kirk were talking about what is the worst pack of Top Trumps of all time, and I think I found it. These are Top Trumps Very Specials, The Royal Wedding. See, to me, The Royal Wedding still means Charles and Diana. Because <laughs> I can remember being a child and we had the special annual Not um, Andrew on, and on Fergie. coffee table. Not Andrew and Fergie. <laughs> oh no no no. <laughs> she's she's not a royal. <laughs> well, wasn't there one on Dynasty as well with Michael yes. Fraden's movie? That was a proper royal wedding. <laughs> right, so let's get into it. Kirk, I'll let you pick the first category and just Ooh. tell us who it is that you're playing. <laughs> it's a tough one. I, this is the the worst one. Um, do you know what? I'm gonna go for style icon. Ooh. And I think the way this was highest wins. Yeah, highest wins. Who have you got? I'm going for Sir Elton John. Ooh. Ooh. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. 
I'm feeling confident on this one. I'm gonna go just for what, comedy. You know, sorry. What? What's um, rated? We need the We need this rating. Eighteen. Eighteen. I'm gonna go for comedy value. Nicholas Witchell. <laughs> style icon zero. Who? The BBC. BBC man. BBC oh, royal correspondent. Most of the year when he's when there's not a royal wedding. Different I don't know. But sort of walks the corgi, so <laughs> sets up sets up royal dates. Yeah, I was gonna say the I, world... I thought Jenny Bond was the royal correspondent. No. But there's a very I loved her. there's a clip of footage online of Prince Charles talking about this, and he basically points to Nicholas Witchell and says to um, the two sons, "I hate that man." <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Really watch it on YouTube if you ever can find it. It's so funny, Keith. Uh, I well, he's an he's an awesome style icon, uh, Prince Charles. Strangely enough, scores ten points less than Elton John. Or just a lowly eight. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you go next. No, no, I no. A, I have I, a feeling that I've got the winning card here. You go, and then we'll see. Kate Middleton, aka the Bride, mm-hmm. with style icon ranking of twenty. Oh, <sighs> that was well, robbed. <laughs> I have the legendary style icon that is Camilla Parker Bowles. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that hat was pretty sharp, actually. I mean, the, the barber is well known throughout the world yeah. due to Camilla Parker Bowles, but she only has a lowly style icon rating of 10. Oh. So Phil wins that round. Phil, it. next category. Can I go? You can go, yes. I've got big day rating, 100. Prince William, come on! <laughs> <laughs> disappointing, disappointing. Kirk? Um, oh, it's tough. Um, Nicholas Witchell isn't walking them. I have the Corgis. There's another man, <laughs> Butler esque. Um, but the Corgis, they only have 50. 50? There's loads, loads of them. Oh, Surely that should be a group point score. Keith? Strangely enough, she didn't have as much of a big day. What was it? What, what was the category? Big day rating. Big day rating. Yeah. Pippa Middleton. Ooh. Apparently, I don't know who she is. Ninety-two. Ninety-two. I uh, I feel like I I played the Kate card, you know, too soon. <laughs> she had a she had a pretty good rating, but um, I'm gonna play Mother of the Bride, Carol Middleton, with a big day rating of ninety. Cool. All right, I'm gonna play His Royal Highness, Mr. Sweary, Prince Philip. <laughs> <laughs> big day rating only of seventy-two. Oh. Quite worried. All right, so oh, I won. Yes, guy. Oh, well, tell you what, I'm gonna pick the last one. I'm going to go with Princess Diana, who, even though she wasn't at the wedding, is in the deck of top drums. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Progenerate, 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 giving birth to children. <laughs> Progenitor. <laughs> that's where it is. That's where I was trying to aim for. Um, VIP rating of nine. Oh, I'm... What royalist garbage is this? <laughs> I'm going to go with David and Samantha Cameron, who were, you know, was this still the their ham- prime minister. It feels like such the a long time ago. Man, yes. It was, uh, it was pre uh, Black Mirror game. Yes. Um, VIP rating of seven. Wow. I, I've got somebody who was actually there on the day. <laughs> strangely. Um, possibly the best man I don't know he's some ginger geezer who I don't recognise <laughs> Harry <laughs> Harry Prince Prince Harry he only yes. got eight and he was there well, well I've ended up with the guy who probably married them I've got the Archbishop of Canterbury uh, VIP 7 and he's got an awesome hat on <laughs> <laughs> and I've got 
some bloke called John Haley, landlord of the old boot inn. Was he only big two? What? <laughs> Who is he? Is that? I don't know. I'm sure he was probably only invited to the reception. Oh, John Haley has grown accustomed to serving drinks and dinner to the Middletons. Well, impressive. So basically, he's a waiter. Right. There wasn't that many cards in this pack. No. Surely they could have found somebody else that went. No. Well, that's where are the princess? You know, what's it? Beatrice and Eugenie cards. They should, have, they should have had a silly hat point. Where <laughs> <laughs> yes. the horses that took the carriage? I'm assuming they were horses. I didn't watch this one, yeah. so I'm assuming they were horses. Right. So ends on a three-way tie to victory speeches. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, I wish I'd been there with my big victory. I deserve to be on the VIP list, really. Um, I'm a Republican and I think the royal family is an outdated concept so that's that's all I have to say we apologise for Philip <laughs> <laughs> and I want to thank the candle in the wind that was Princess Diana <laughs> Kirk how was your experience with Top Trumps was it everything you expected it to be and more so it was absolutely <laughs> wonderful thank you thank you You are listening to Geeky Brummy on Brum Radio, and now we're chatting to one of our favourite guests of the year. A big welcome back to Mr. Adam White from Transformers Nation. Hello. Hello, how are you doing? Good to hear your voice again, and really good to catch up. How's your 2016 been? 2016 has been a bit of a whirlwind. I mean, if I look, if I look specifically at things like TF Nation and the Transformers community, it's been a time of learning a lot of new stuff, putting mm-hmm. stuff together, trying to find out what people want, and then hosting our first event, which yeah. was uh, both terrifying and incredibly rewarding. So in that aspect, it's probably been the, the, the golden highlight of the year, which has been pretty rough in, in every other way yeah. for most other people. Yeah. And I think it's been one of those years where there's been some glimmers of hope in the geeky community to cheer people up, and I think Transformers Nation definitely did that for the Transformers fans. I mean, we sent George and Dave along there back in August. They had such an amazing time, and for people who were not Transformers fans prior to it, they seemed to be really enjoying themselves. Uh, I think the phrase is, we have them hooked. Yeah, and so that was at the Hilton Birmingham Metropole back in at the start of the year, and we got a chance to chat to Richard Newman, who you'll be hearing a little bit later on this episode, who's such an amazing voiceover actor, and you got some stellar guests there for your first yes. year, considering that this is the replacement for Auto Assembly, where people may have been going to Transformers events, but this is such a stellar inaugural event for you, gentlemen. It's It's been pretty good, and the, be- the best thing is that we know next year is going to be better. Yeah. Like bigger guests and, and new guests and, and yeah, increasing everything. And you're so, still at the Hilton Birmingham Metropole next year? Still at the Hilton, yes. Uh, though we are in a larger hall there because we can't fit everything that we want to put together into the same hall this year. So they've given yeah. us the biggest place that they've got there. Well, that's amazing. I mean, I mean and, and we're still asking for more. <laughs> Yeah, and 11th to the 13th of August, I think it's moved a couple of weeks further forward from previous years. That'll be it. If anyone's interested, I'll see you at the bar. <laughs> and have you had some guest announcements yet? Oh, uh, we have. We've had two. Uh, we've had Mr. Josh Perez, mm-hmm. who is from the comic side. It's somebody who is very well loved amongst the comics community. He's an incredibly talented man. Um, a lot of 
He's worked on a lot of stuff, a lot of very pivotal stuff. Uh, so we're exceptionally pleased for him to be there. And we also have as well uh, the artist uh, collaborating on the new Lost Light, which is mm -hmm. James Roberts's follow-up to More Than Meets the Eye, a British comic artist by the name of Jack Lawrence, who has been around on so many titles, uh, everything from Turtles to even did a Jackie Chan comic. Yeah. So um, yeah. Oscar-winning so the Jackie Chan, two. officially Oscar-winning Jackie Chan. There. There you go. Um, and and. That's that's the first two. We've got the rest, but we're, we're trying to roll them out because we've got until August to announce everybody. Mm -hmm. So we're going to pace it. But uh, yeah, the next one should be out soon. So Cool. So keep your eyes on the website, which is tfnation.com. That's it. And always always a great place to go and have a read anyway. Are you going to be doing your um, bedtime stories again this year? Going to be doing the bedtime stories, but away from the convention because of that event. Uh, myself and Adam Nicole, who people will know as Cool Ruffy from the old All House podcast, uh, yeah. we've actually started up a site called Riveted Sounds, nice. and we're doing a lot of audiobook recordings. So we're moving into the sort of professional area now with some of the people we're dealing with. So you'll see little clips of what we're working on uh, as we go through the year. Wow, that sounds. Absolutely. So this is something that you knew you've set up in 2016, is it? Absolutely. It's somewhat something that Gruffy's been working on for a long time, but it's something I've always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And, the, you know, because I'm not podcasting as, as much as I used to, yeah. it, it's good to get on the microphone and, and speak dulcetly to people <laughs> whilst I go through a fantasy tale. <laughs> so, yeah, it's all good. That yeah, sounds great. And what was your highlight of 2016, then? Highlight of 2016, very quickly, uh, we had a gentleman who came to us just before TF Nation started and he said, hey guys, I've, um, I've managed to require some lunch boxes. And we're like, okay. Um, and these are from Transformers Armada and they were made in 2001. Yeah. And he got them through various means and we found out that they, they were test samples. They were never made for anything. Ooh. And he said, "Look, do you want to do you want to sort of give them away for charity? You know, because I I got them, yeah. but I don't. I, I'm not going to sell them for profit." So I thought, okay, yeah, we, we'd love to. And he turned up, and I realised that this was an elderly gentleman with his missus and his kid who had started coming to Transformers conventions when he was nine or ten, and he's now about eighteen. Right. And the family come as a family; it's something they do together. And he had said to me, he said, "Hey, look." Would you mind if you you could maybe you know give us a, a something as a, as a bit of a present back, but but not yeah. to me as such, just maybe to my son because it, it no. makes the event a little bit more special. Yeah, these guys had, had given us something very special. We raised a lot of money for charity. It was within our power to grant them something, and after mm -hmm. a little chat, uh, we were able to present him with a copy of Nick Rochester's The Records. Wow. Now. Nick had given us some copies to give away to people just like this yeah. uh, a couple of days ahead of their publication day. So this was a very hot thing that people queued up for early and yeah. people were desperately trying to get hold of them. So the guy came back with his parents and um, I said to the parents, oh, thank you for this. This is great. And I gave him some sort of some bump and stuff. Yeah. And he was like, oh, good. And then I just calmly wandered over to him and just plonked records in his hand and went, and that's for you, mate. Have a good one. And he backed away from me. And then he just walked out the door. He didn't say a single thing to me. 
Um, his parents then wandered off, sort of thanking me, but trying to yeah. figure out what was going on with their son. Yeah. Um, I was chatting to somebody else. He was the father was back two minutes later. Yeah. The father was completely welled up. He uh-huh. said his son was beside himself with happiness. He said this was the best convention he'd been to, and he said it's not his convention anymore. It's our convention. It's the family convention. And you know what? I might be, and he was probably 10, 20 years older than me. He said, I don't care. I'm coming back next year, and I'm going to cosplay next year. <laughs> and I was like, if you could, sir, that would be amazing. And that's, that was my highlight. Yeah, and that's one of the amazing things you get with conventions. It's You're not just there for what you're going to look at, which is Transformers Free Souls, Transformers Nation. It's the community aspect of it, and it's getting Absolutely. a group of people who... Maybe just into the same things as you, but they may be into different aspects of it. But having that community feel and having people that you can feel you can relate to through a passion or a hobby. And families coming together. I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's a toy line. It's, it's technically for kids, you know, in this yeah. crazy world of 80s retro Star Wars for adults world. Yeah. Uh, we still got to remember this stuff is for kids. So having entire families coming along, yeah. I think, makes it. That's what that's also good about Star Wars as well. At the moment. Yes. It's a family thing. So. And I think it's brought some magic back to the box office rather than, I mean, Marvel have done that yes. themselves for the movies, but Star Wars will always be something that you go with the family to see and it's... They're special it. movies for lots of people because it's that world of escapism in these kind of times that yeah. really helps people find what fun there is in life. True. Mm-hmm. So, talking about disappointing things, what was your most disappointing thing for 2016? Most disappointing thing was uh, Brexit. Yeah. For me. Bre- Brexit, um, as, as you'll know, uh, for, for people who work in the line of work that I do, Brexit. Yeah killed an awful lot of stuff. It made it a very tough year. Mm -hmm. Um, The bonus of that was that when times got tough, I looked to my friends. And it wasn't friends at work. It wasn't friends from my old finance uh, background. Because they weren't there. It was friends from my online communities and forums and community groups and and comic groups and, you know, forum chats. Mm -hmm. They're the guys that really were there for me to support me so it's made me appreciate what I've got and made me appreciate how great it is to be a geek right now yeah and I think that's another thing with the geek community it's everybody's always passionate to help others rather than being it for themselves absolutely and that that's one of the best things I find about the geek community is helping share it via radio TV whatever medium and helping other people find something that they might be interested in and that's the whole yep. point of this show from start to finish. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And what's your most thing you're looking most forward to in 2017? It's, it's got to be next year's event. Uh, yeah. It's everything that we've learned from this year, we've put into next year's event. Uh, we've contacted so many more people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the scope is wider. I mean, as a fan event, regarding one subject one franchise yeah you you see you're always going to be limited and it's a fan event it's not official you know we we actually can't say transformers nation we can only say tf nation Mm -hmm. because transformers is not you know within our copyright yeah but my goodness we're bringing everything to it so uh it's going to be fun i think that's the big thing Mm -hmm. and i'm definitely looking forward to it i will be attending myself this year come hell or high water Ah, uh, we'll see you walking away at the end, your wallet on fire, and your <laughs> bags full of shopping. Yes, and hopefully you might even be able to bring some cosplay along to cheer you up as well. 
Yes, yes, uh, <laughs> I will warn you, there's going to be a lot this year. Yeah, slightly we, bigger budget than our this. usual pound shop cosplay, I think. Oh, I want to see somebody, I want to see one of your team do a pound shop Transformers cosplay. I think that could be arranged, we'll have to get you back into the studio at some point next year and we'll have a special Transformers themed episode. That, that is an absolute deal, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Definitely looking forward to that. Uh, thanks very much for joining us, where can you find information about Transformers Nation online? So you can either just type in TF Nation at Facebook, or mm-hmm. you can go to www.tfnation.com. And you're also on Twitter, I believe, at TF Nation. Well, that's it. We're also on Twitter. We're also on Tumblr. We're yeah. also on Instagram. And I, I imagine there are other social networks, but I don't have that much time left in the day. <laughs> yes. And if you, anybody wants to hear your riveting voice online as well, as part of your audiobook. Work. Oh, yeah, just check out, uh, it's a site on Facebook, it's the best place to go, and it's just Riveted Sounds, mm-hmm. and it's the works of Adam Nicol, called, also called Graffy, yes. and I'm on there as well. So. We'll have a definite have a look at that as well, so that's rivetedsounds.co.uk. Lovely. Brilliant. Thanks very much for your time, Adam, and we'll speak have... to you again soon. Thank you, and have a great new year. Yeah, same to you and to all the rest of the team. You're listening to the best of Geeky Brummy on Brum Radio. It's Geeky Goings On. Right, it's time for the world of Geeky Goings On again, everybody. So, what are we looking forward to this week? You don't know yet, do you? <laughs> well, I'm thing. You haven't told happening. us yet. Things that are geeky and that are happening in the local area. Right, so the first one is, it's actually Shrewsbury Art International Comic Art Festival on right now. It's on 15th to 17th. So we're slap bang in the middle of it. George, you found this one? I did. Uh, it's run by some of the same team who do ICE Expo, which is actually uh, based in Birmingham, so it's yes. bound to be a good one. It's uh, I think it's linked to part of a larger festival that is on in yeah. Shrewsbury. If you're going to that one, then I believe there is a, yeah, a bit of a kickback on entry. But it sounds fantastic, and one that is a nice focus on the actual comic book artists rather than some bloke who was in the back of that one episode of Star Trek that time, <laughs> which is always nice. Yeah, I believe it's a free event as well. Yes, it is free. It is. free. And they've got a good Great, they've got a great lineup of artists mm-hmm. and creatives there. Yeah, so as George mentioned, it is attached to their music, art, and comedy festival, Shrewsbury Fields Forever. Bit of a Beatles reference there, everybody. Uh, so basically, what they're saying is we welcome every single type of fan, including collectors, curious moviegoers, colourful cosplayers. You can have a go at learning how to make your own comics. Ooh. In our series of inspiring workshops and masterclasses, hosted by some of the biggest names in the business. So that should be a good day out for everybody. So it's on now and it'll be on tomorrow, so get yourselves down if you're in the Shrewsbury area. I've got some geeky going on. Where's that nice pack of biscuits gone? <laughs> I don't know where that nice pack of biscuits has gone. Aww. We will find it shortly. <laughs> <laughs> right, next up, uh, Birmingham Big Geek Meet on Saturday the 23rd of July. Viv found this whilst trawling the internet. Uh, it's basically invite your friends along and make it a huge thing where they're doing lots of geeks to meet up. They're doing cosplay, picnic, game, shopping going around all the geeky shops in Birmingham uh, you can find some information on that on eventsi.co.uk which forward slash Birmingham dash big dash geek dash meet dash Birmingham dash new dash street dash station that's a lot of dashes many dashes that but is. we'll get that tweeted out for you a bit later on um, sounds like a fun one if you want to meet up with fellow geeks in Birmingham you're not a member of Geek Up or at Fizzpop of course uh, good way to meet some other geeks it might be a good Definitely. way to find a couple of those geeky shops I'm not aware of. Yes. Yeah. Right, guys, 
searching the <laughs> high and low for biscuits on his chair, which are hidden behind Georgie's laptop, if that's where you want to put them. <laughs> <laughs> can't see the that's how we discover our yes. geeky goings on. We stick we, we guy need... on the highest building in Birmingham, and, he, and it is like a search light. But we yeah. need to fill in with biscuits first. <laughs> right. uh, on at the back on 27th of August, 8:30 p.m. is Shaft, classic classics show. Can you dig it? Yes, which ties back to our mostly jazz weekend, which we had last week. So have a listen back to that on Mixcloud if you've not heard it already. Uh, basically. If you've never heard of Shaft, where have you been living under a rock for the last 40 years? But John Shaft is a is a private eye with a small office near Times Square. He finds himself up against Bumpy, the leader of, of a crime mob, and then up against the Nationals, only to find he must work together with them to save Bumpy's daughter from the white media. It's probably one of the most classic black exploitation films, would you say that, Keith? Yeah. It's it's brilliant. I I even like the yeah. uh, Samuel L. Jackson remake from a few years back, just because it's Samuel L. Jackson being shot. Yeah, but, you know nobody understands him like his woman. No, no, not at all. <laughs> uh, it's part of the Sundown Cinema series, which is where they get the outdoor screen hooked up at the Mac Birmingham, uh, which is some special themed events, food, drink, classic films under the stars, and uh, some very special added extras. And there'll be themed cocktails and food to go along with most of the films. What would a shaft uh, themed cocktail be? I was thinking about this while you were talking then about when they do the uh, <laughs> the themed food and drinks. Like, what would yeah. that be? I shaft does not strike me as a man who drinks a pina colada you know no. <laughs> it'd have to be a funky funky cocktail Sean are you giggling at the word chat <laughs> <laughs> we've just broken oh no here's the double entendres again <laughs> I can't speak <laughs> <laughs> anyway it's a great film I recommend it some of the other films they got on for Sundown Cinema is Hairspray on the 12th of August which I will not be near at all because I cannot stand that film <laughs> but some people Nasty. might like some people Clarity might like Jane it. on at some point a, yeah. a musical classic you've got Rocky on on the 13th of August da, 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 da. everybody can pretend to run up the steps and then wheeze at the top <laughs> whilst holding their hands aloft the original the best Mad Max Friday the 19th of August Ooh, that's always nice. worth a watch yeah. uh, 26th of August is Psycho 27th of August, which you want to cover your ears, it's Shaft again. <laughs> uh, Calamity Jane, as you mentioned, George is on 28th of August, and they're finishing off with the Blues Brothers on the 3rd of September. Absolute classic film. Stellar best lineup yeah. best work there. from ba- Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. really, really, really recommend that one. Are they John playing any Adam Sandler films? No. <laughs> they're in the basement. <laughs> they're, the they're locked in the cupboard with never to be shown. Yeah. I do quite like the way you get double shaft in that whole yes. run of things. <laughs> Sean's just <laughs> having to turn around. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But it's yeah. <laughs> but anyway, really recommend Sundown Cinema. Always really good. They have the theme bar, special limited edition cocktails and mocktails. There's gonna be a best dress competition with most of the films as well, where you can win a, two tickets to the next Sundown Cinema event. So someone's gonna make me be the best dress shaft. <laughs> we'll have to go down in our parent shop cosplay. <laughs> yes, there you go, guys. There's a task for you to make a shaft costume from parent shop cosplay. Oh, come on! <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Once again, it descends into childishness. <laughs> anyway, that's it for us this week. Track. Yes, we're going to set a track now. That's us. For, that's it. That's all for Geeky Brummy this week. Please tune in next week when we'll be a little bit more mature. 
Let's try again. We'll try anyway. Yes. I'm, I'm so, so hoping that we go into shafts. Yes. <laughs> yes. So anyway, thanks very much for listening to us this week. We'll catch you again next week with more slightly probably less double entendres less shaft less shaft less shaft more geek talk so we're going into a track now it's our epic track of the week is it the theme from shaft it is the theme from shaft (laughs) bye everybody bye you're listening to the best of geeky brummy on brum radio thanks for listening to the best of geeky brummy here on brum radio we'll be back in action as usual next week see you then Thanks for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please consider joining our listener supporters. You can do this by clicking the support tab on our website or go direct to Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Brum Radio. Brum Radio shows are streamed online at the Brum Radio Mixcloud page and you can find more podcasts at brumradio.com.